0: Hello and welcome to the Ghoul Squad Podcast. Welcome to the Ghoul Squad Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Eric Hoff. I think about the Terminator franchise a lot, and with me as always is Keegan Preslak. Hello, Eric. How you doing, Doc? Good. How are you? Uh, I'm here. We're recording. It's rainy. It's rainy as fuck. I had wet socks all day. You had to change them like six times because, you know, I work outside. I'm a goddamn mailman. It's already picked up, G. You work outside, but you don't work out. Uh, Yeah, that's fair. Would you consider skating working out? Um, I I consider it a physical activity, but not working out. (laughs) Okay, I'm not like lifting weights, da. Well, I don't work out at all. So there. Okay, well there you go. So, but I was outside all day today. And speaking of, so so did you have wet socks too? I did not have wet socks. I wear boots. Da boots to work. Oh, you wear them? uh, These boots boots are made for walking, right? And that's just what Uh, they're all fr boots. Just one of these days, these uh, boots all gonna. Go ahead. Eric. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Now. Just go ahead. Okay, now hello. So, uh speaking of which, we both work. Well, first of all, hello. Hello. This is the Ghoul Squad podcast. Thank you for tuning in for another episode. What do we do here? This is a horror podcast where two buddies in the middle of nowhere. nowhere get together hopefully once a year and talk horror movies. Yeah. Uh hopefully. Hopefully, because uh we're so busy. Because you know we're taking calls, you know we're That's getting right. advertisers. We make you know, money we, exactly. Oh, this podcast is a huge money maker. A huge hit, massive, huge, and because of that, we're just so busy. I mean, we have so many things going on, right? Uh, obviously, I'm joking. We're both broke. I would you say that we recorded more before you took the job in the patch? Absolutely. Okay, so it's Absolutely. Keegan's fault. It, it it is my fault. What's funny is it is so bad. We'll get to that. Hang we'll on. Get we'll, that. we'll get to that. <laughs> it's so bad that like Eric is like, Doc, c- can we record? I'm the one I know. asking, and I, and I feel bad because I used to be like, Doc, we gotta record. And you're yeah. like, I'm quitting. I'm quitting. I wanted to be on hiatus every fucking day. I'm eating a bag of M Ms right now. So if you hear the crackling, you hear yeah. the chewing. That's a dog Well, hang on. Before we get to the next thing. Okay. Well, Eric eats his uh, thing of M&Ms. It was a long day at work, and today- Keegan, Keegan's got a sound effect for you, too. I have a sound effect coming up. Uh, today was uh, quite a long day at work, and uh, it was great. Good day. He However, was at work since 4 a.m. I didn't say that, but have you- You s- told me when we went to go eat. That's a lie. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, no, the only thing I'm trying to say is uh, today is my Friday, so I'm very excited to announce it is- It's time to drink some beer. It is uh, Thanksgiving Eve and Kiki getting fucked up. I wouldn't say fucked up, but you know, it is time to drink some beer. Your dog is eating a bag of m ms I think it's the first time on the Gold squad podcast that anybody will be drinking alcoholic beverages. This is the first time, which I think is, let's hope this isn't the first time though, that I'm drinking a DP. Let's hope this isn't the last time we record the podcast, yeah. which it could be any yeah. moment. So last fucking weekend, true fucking story. I can't wait to hear it. This is going to be brilliant. I texted Keegan two times. Two times. Once on Friday, once on Sunday. And I was like, you working? And each time he said, yep. That's true. But, no, we busy. We out here making money. You know, it's Thanksgiving Eve. (laughs) (laughs) Which, by the way, you're going to hear this like a week and a half from now. We're recording this on the, well, Thanksgiving Eve. Yeah. This is November Wednesday, 27th. So Eric is incredibly rudely eating M&Ms on the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Irishman just dropped on Netflix. I don't like the way you like split that up. The mm-hmm. Irishman or the Irishman? The, the baby tank. The Irishman. <laughs> okay, so let's get this out of the way. So first of all, I'm drinking beer. So this is the first time on the Ghoul Squad anybody's drinking some alcohol. We'll get to that. But Eric, explain what is going on in the background right okay, now. Okay, so uh, Melissa, my girlfriend... Uh, Shout out to Melissa. Hello. Yep. And uh, since she's moved in with me, uh, that includes uh, her puppy dog. Uh, His name is Tank, but he can also be referred to as uh, Mr. Tank, Tank Face, or as I like to call him, uh, Baby Tank. Uh, He's a good dog about 90% of the time because the other 10% he's uh, knocking over the trash can. Eating his own shit. This motherfucker, yesterday when Melissa and I got home, he ate a sleeve of Pop-Tarts and a Cosmic Brownie off the counter. Wow. Yeah. Now, I almost feel like that's like a federal offense. He ate a Cosmic Brownie? He's not dead? That's, that's what a lot I'm of saying. chocolate in there, Doc. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, maybe it's coming. Okay, so if you hear barking, it's or just, just a- any goddamn noise at all, it's just a baby tank. It's either a baby tank, or it's Eric chewing... M&M's. on peanut m&m's i, I got <laughs> i got a king size bag of m&m's of baby tank cry? <laughs> and uh, we're being too loud for mr tank and uh a king size twix so uh, you guys yeah. are gonna have to bear with me at least for the next five minutes yes okay so i think that's uh it for what we're doing i'm drinking beer eric's eating peanut m&m's and we have a dog now Correct. He's, well, not we collectively, but we do have a dog in the background. Consider Bebe Tank the third host of Ghoul Squad. Yeah, he will soon have a microphone and an inflated sense of self worth. There you go, uh, just like us. So, having said all that, let's do this again. Hello, Eric. How are you? Uh, How's it going? I know we kind of did it already, but we we, we, we did got sidetracked already. Uh, just aside from being super busy at work, uh, just the same old, you know, all he dog wants to do is skate. Yeah. But, you know, this fucking cold-ass weather and the rain ain't fucking helping. And It ain't. Uh, it ain't. Nope. Okay. <laughs> um, ordering a bunch of toys recently. Uh, The Crooked Man just dropped. Nice. Um, I wish the movie would drop. Right. And not another um, fucking... Cloth Corpse Pamela from Friday oh, the 13th yeah. 3 just dropped. Jason Edmondson did that art. That's why I sent that to you. And fucking... So I've already ordered those two toys, right? Okay. And then last night... NECA drops the link for their for their they live figs. Nice. And I'm like, fuck, dude. Did you order the uh the NECA oh it's still pre order, the Halloween three Season of the Witch kids? Uh yeah, those haven't dropped yet. Those are so sick, Doc. Nah. Oh, I can't wait. So going back to this, they live um it's a two pack. It's a male and a female alien. It's like eighty bucks. And then they also just released Stooge and um Trying to blank on her name, dawg She's a real popular scream queen, Linnea, Linnea Quigley. Yes. Ooh, I, <laughs> that was easy. But it's from. But it's a fucking shout factory exclusive. All I'm getting at is a lot of toys and a lot of money. But I guess with all this overtime I'm working, dawg I can get it. What about rich, you, dawg Well, my life's going good. Everything's fantastic. Working, working out just, in the patch. Working out and in the patch. No, it's just been good, man. I mean, like seriously, just. Working a lot, and then I have days off. So I was in Cloudcroft, uh, uh, seeing my parents and my little sister last, uh, time I was off. This week, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go up to Ria Dosa and go to the sports book, do a little sports betting, become a little, you can do some horse betting, generate be- gambling. gambling. No, I've done horse racing, a horse racing betting, done in some the past. horse raping. Okay. Uh, we might cut that out. We'll decide. Later. So speaking of which, let's, uh, let's get to, let's just get out of here. Okay. Let's get to something that is pretty funny. Uh, I was talking about my family. You just said, um, something horse raping? okay um (laughs) uh so here's what's funny i get a call from my mother okay this is about uh maybe a month ago right after our last episode drops i follow i get a call from my mom and she calls me and i'm like hey how's it going she's like oh good like what are you doing blah blah. blah. we're having a conversation uh it probably didn't go like that at all but let's just say it did she's like well i'm listening to this podcast and i was like oh what podcast you listening to uh, your podcast, what? <laughs> and I was like, "Which one?" Because I did a podcast with Ben, the Presley Brothers Film Cast, a while ago. Oh, damn! Uh, yeah. And he's had two podcasts. That's correct. Uh, one defunct and one soon to be defunct. That's right. Uh, no. So you know what, now let's make a New Year's resolution. I, <laughs> I'm sure whatever it is, we will come through. <laughs> Record more often. Okay, that's a great resolution. Okay, we we'll probably please, do it one uh, twice a year instead of once. Please continue <laughs> your story. Okay, your mom is listening. Yeah, to so you one of your podcasts, right? So you knew you see where this is going. So I'm like, okay. And here's the. I guess I'll just tell like the funny. I'm kind of getting worried. Well, I'll tell the funny part of it, which is like all I'm thinking is, okay, if she's listening to Presley Brothers Film Cast, which she later tells me she did, but let's say she's listening to Presley Brothers Film Cast. We didn't cuss on that podcast. So okay. I'm like, okay, I'm covered. It's all good. So which podcast you listen to, mom? She's like, oh, the one you do with Eric. And I was like, ooh. I have a titties uh, on that one. Let me, uh, let me think back to uh, 30, almost 30 episodes of what the hell have I been saying. But I just thought it was pretty funny. I just told her, and my mom's super, super cool. She's like, no, I mean, I know you're going to you know do that on the pod and all that. And so uh, her review was okay. she loved it. Great. She thought it was great. Did, did she say what episode it was? Uh, she was listening to our most recent one. Okay. Which I forgot what it was about. I think it was just a catch-up episode. It was a catch-up episode. but uh, We actually have a topic this time. I know. I feel like the last two have been catch-up episodes. Yeah. And we have the perfect fall topic for you guys. And what is that, Eric? It is our favorite summer camp slashers. We're talking about chicks with dicks and imposters on this episode. Hi, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, so anyways, my mom might listen to this. So hello, Mom. Uh, Shout out to you. Uh, hello Keegan's mom. Yeah. <laughs> well, we will continue to be uh, degenerate, uh, people that we are, but All I just right. want to say hi. And I'm sorry that you having to hear this. Well, Hey, thank you for listening. Yeah. Hey, another listener in the bag. Exactly. So anyway, shout out to mama Kiki. Cause we call your mom, mama easy. Yeah. So mama Kiki is a listener of the ghoul squad podcast now. Uh, what else there? Cause I have some other things we can keep going. Okay. Uh, you should probably keep going. Cause the only news I got at the moment is I've just finished, finished my M and M's starting the Twix now. Okay. So are you going to chew those sw- Twix right into the mic and just be a complete, uh, buffoon? That was the plan. Okay. So <laughs> no, on the next topic, uh, we have a new iTunes review. Oh, loved hearing these. Now I'm going to read this one before I say who this is from. So we have a new iTunes review and it reads as this. Now, Please, if you're a listener of ours, go into the podcast app on your Apple iPhone. And if you have an Android phone, don't listen to us. No, I'm kidding. Damn. I'm joking. Uh, review us on iTunes, please, or in the podcast app, because we need it. So, we have a new review. October 31st, the title is Love This Pod. Hey, on Halloween. Okay? So, here we go. <clears throat> Quote, whether you're looking for a deep horror analysis, a new friend simulator, or some hearty laughs... Prepare to have your third eye opened because these guys j- bring it in spades. So gather the family around to the jukebox and tune in to the best gosh darn horror podcast of all town. Let me try it. Let me do that again. <laughs> of okay. all town. Okay. All town. Uh, I'll explain that in a minute. So there's more. Best episode, top five John Carpenter movies. Worst episode, guest episode, semicolon Ben Preslak. <laughs> <laughs> uh and, and, and in okay, pre- it's gotta be somebody and, we and know God, And in parentheses it says, please never have him on again. <laughs> and that's how the it's that's a, gotta be someone we know that. By the way, five stars. Okay. So uh thank you so much for that review, Josh Chavez. Ah. Thank you for that review. Thank you. So he gave us five stars and asked us never to have Ben Preslak on again, which I can easily uh guarantee will never happen again. Okay. I've always wanted to have more uh, you know, guest episodes, but I guess it's not happening. Right. And uh, I'll take this opportunity to say, hello, Ben. Uh, we love you. And uh, that episode that we did was great, but Josh hates you. So there you go. Um, yeah, so that is Josh Chavez's review. And I really appreciate it, Josh. Thank you. So we've got Mr. Tank moaning and groaning over here. I don't I'm, know if you can I'm, hear I'm that. i the baby tank. He's getting all wild. Go back in there, baby He's tank. He's getting all buck wild. Go back in there, baby tank. So <clears throat> you all right there, Tank? We're going to leave all this in. Any dog action we're leaving in now. Good. So, uh, I have more, Please but I feel going. like I've been just talking. Keep going. Duh. So, uh, it. first of all, actually I have one more thing and all it is is we were asked by Kayla. It's probably paranormal to simply say this Thanksgiving, you'll be coming home in a body bag and that's it. Happy Thanksgiving grandma. <laughs> <laughs> bow, bow, bow. When she, when the chick is jumping on the, uh, yeah. Uh, Hi mom. Uh, so, anyways, this Thanksgiving, you'll be coming home in a body bag. I feel like you didn't do it as good I mean, as you've done in the past. I mean, Roy really well, got the wash. I mean, that was a terrible impersonation, but you can do that voice much better. This Thanksgiving. There you go. You'll be coming home in a Brody bag. I like to say Brody bag because it sounds like that dark meat, white meat, well, <laughs> all will be carved. There you go. Uh, that was much better. <laughs> Your second attempt was much better. So, uh, uh, hello tank. Uh, so anyways, that, I think that's it for this horrible opening to this horrible podcast. Uh, hi mom. Hi Josh. Hi Ben. I don't think we, I mean, this is what we do. Oh, I, I would, I would hope so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've set the standard pretty low. Yeah. Now I hate to make this family affair. Okay. But instead of starting on a film, Oh, dude, you said what we're doing today, right? We're doing the top five summer, summer camp, camp slashers. Slashers. And you know what? We love slashers, period. I would say it's my second, I've said this probably a hundred times, my second favorite horror subgenre. I agree. Um, found out not a lot of great summer slashers. Okay. Um, only a couple I, that are amazing, and I, that's it. I tweaked, twonked. I tweaked twoked the idea of what a summer camp slasher is to make my list, and I, I'll and I'll get to that. Thank God. Uh, and you know what? Honestly, I'm most excited to hear about that now. Okay, I'm just because <laughs> I have one. Let's see. I'm not gonna say what it is because I don't wanna give anything away. But I got one really high that you're gonna be like, oh, oh, that's not a summer camp slasher. That's not a summer sn- schnummer Yeah. Okay. That's not a snatch slasher. Hi, Mom. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we have one more thing, and I'm gonna let you talk for a minute. Okay, let E Dog talk. And this is the segment I like to call Give Ben Shit for Not Liking Crawl. Oh, wow. This is gonna be a new segment from every, on every episode coming, go, coming forth, going yes. forth. So, my brother, Ben Preslak, you know, him and I have pretty similar likes. Uh, we both like soup. Okay. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, we both like pretty similar things. You know, if I like a movie, he likes it. If he likes a movie, I like it, right? Well, uh, I'm desperately excited to show my brother and his wife, Sabra. Shout out to Sabra. Well, you know, um, you're going to have to tell me what she thought. She loved it. Oh, okay. So, I'm so excited to show him Crawl. Alex Aja's Crawl. You want to know why? Because oh, Crawl... About I was quoted as saying, Crawl is why I go to the movies. Mm-hmm. I love Crawl. One of my favorite movies of the year. It's going to be on our top ten. I mean, it's going to be oh, in our top five, right? Crawl is awesome. I'm eating that twist right now. The right? movie ends, and my brother just looks at me and says, nah, I thought it was going to be better. What does that mean? Well, that's what I said. I said, what the hell are you talking about? There, There's crocodiles, plural, which is a spoiler, popping off the chains, eating people, going wild. And it has, like, a heart. And there's, like, a center of gravity. Great gore. Great gore. Great characters. I was really impressed with the effects. I know I've already said that, but, like, how the fuck did they shoot that hurricane? Mean-spirited. Hurricane. Great sound design with the hurricane. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, it's really good stuff. Love crawl. Cute puppy dog. And you want to know what Ben didn't like? Now, he reminds me of you a little bit on this. Okay. Because you know what it was? A lot oh, of dude. logic issues for Ben. What was the logic issue? Well, that they wouldn't survive all those crocodile attacks and all, you know, they the, the, the I can't say. Someone might lose an arm and they might survive that. And really, just a lot of logic issues with oh, okay, like, and I I just you know he's not here to defend himself. So hey Ben, shut out Ben. He's gonna be pissed when he hears this. You know I don't have to say that. It's a film where crocodiles rip people's arms off. Okay, so it's brilliant in my opinion. I think it's the smartest movie this year. Really? What us? No. It's <laughs> no. summer. It's not the smartest Excuse movie me. this year. It's a Midsomer. joke. Somar. But it's amazing. Uh, so Eric, what do you have to say about any of that? and then we'll move on. I mean, I've already said my piece on crawl. I think it's fantastic, and he tripping if he didn't like it. I mean that's crazy, right? yeah, and Sabre liked it. So shout out to Sabre. my brother's wrong, and this concludes Give Ben shit for not liking crawl <laughs> segment of the podcast what where are you guys at on your uh Star Wars rewatch? We just watched a new hope two okay. nights ago. So you guys still got a ways to go. We got a ways to go. Uh, we're in the good movies now, which uh, is great. I just rewatched uh, Force Awakens. Oh, one of the best ever. And depending on weather tomorrow. I was planning on revisiting. Uh, pending weather. Pending weather. Um, now, er- hang on, hang on. Eric said, "Um, and then put an entire half of a Twix. I, for- I forgot <laughs> what episode <laughs> it was called. The Last Jedi? The Last Jedi. But what were you going to do? You were, <laughs> you were just going to go silent? I was gonna let you fill in for me, Doc. <laughs> You're okay. Um, yeah, I just watched uh, A New Hope, and it's great because so we're watching them in order, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, uh, the prequels suck. I've decided that. So I always liked them. I always thought they were good. You know, rewatching them, they're not like they're not actually good. I mean, the second movie is one of the worst movies ever. I don't know if you saw my tweet. I think it's a borderline abomination. But. Um, and what about what about the Mandalorian? Loving it. Okay, good. You like it too? I'm not fucking subscribing to Disney Plus, duh. Okay, duh. Keep watching. uh, What do you watch? BoJack Horseman? No, fuck you. (laughs) Uh, I'm almost done with season two of Black Jesus, which is on. um, It airs. Season three is currently airing on uh, Adult Swim. Well, shout out to, what is it called? Black Jesus. I mean, awesome. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. Praise Pops. Uh, So, I don't know. I don't know. Where the hell are we? What are we talking about? I was just asking you how you're doing on your Star Wars rewatch. Oh, yeah. We're on four. Uh, okay. How are you watching them? Are you watching them in order? No, fuck no. You know what's funny is, like, I don't give a shit about one through six. Oh, okay. Well, that's, um, that's enough. Because I never, like, I never saw them at a young age, and I never thought to watch them at an older age. I understand that. I but, mean, that's like Robocop to me. Like, Robocop's your favorite thing on the planet, and I think it's like, whatever. But. I guess I was there since day 1 for Force Awakens. Sure. That I identify with I identify with the new stuff more than I do with the old stuff. Sure. So I'm just doing uh, episode 7 and 8 before the new one. Well, they mean way too much to me. So, we will move on. Yes, please. I think that's it for the opening of this podcast. Now stay with us cuz we're going to d- reveal our incredible most important list that we've been teasing for 18 months. Mhm. And I can only think of five movies to put on it. So, but before that, we're going to get to a little segment we like to call What We've Been Watching. Let's all go to the lobby.
1: Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy, the chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.
0: Man, it's been so long since we last recorded this episode. You look like you're about to fall asleep, Doc. I got movies on my list. I don't know what the fuck I what to say about him. I feel like I feel like you could see a movie yesterday and no, not know what the fuck. I, I slept, slept through it. I forgot about it. I don't know okay. what's going let's on. Let's just get I don't it off. The, let's just get it off the fucking table right now, dawg. You want to sl- do this right now? Let's do this right now. I slept through Doctor Sleep. What did you think of it? Boom! Hit me with that shit. Okay. Well, big, big surprise. What I, what I did saw. I, I loved. thought. I think it's fucking amazing. I loved, um, specifically, which is you know the majority of the film. When it was focused on Ewan McGregor's character, Dan. I was, just, I was just like, This is fantastic. Please go ahead. Right. Well, where do you start? I mean, I'm not gonna try to go on forever, but where do you start on Doctor Sleep? Um, I think it's like a cinematic achievement. I think it's ridiculous. It's borderline, you know, an impossible, absurd film that shouldn't have worked so much so that watching the trailer is watching um so first of all i'm a huge fan of rebecca ferguson for obvious reasons uh when i saw her in uh mission impossible rogue nation yeah i literally was like yeah when she cast pulled, yeah i'm not going to say that okay <laughs> <laughs> cast rebecca, rebecca ferguson in everything please and then she wasn't in everything she was in life i don't know if you remember that movie that's a fun uh, Blast from the Past little alien film. Yeah, life is good. Life is dope. Hey, you know what? Life is good. You, you know, Not so much well, like the, the real s- life. But the serial. But the film. Oh, the film. Yeah, no, it's good too. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, so, you know, she's in this. And uh, the reason I bring her up is they're in the trailers, like, it showed her. Um, I guess we, you know, if you don't want to know anything about Dr. Sleep, don't listen. We won't spoil, spoil, but, you know, it shows her and a group of people like talking to a child and like uh, sucking magic out of them. And in the trailer, I thought, Ooh, like, I don't care about that. Like right. I like the shining right Okay. now. The shining is about a child that shines, right? So it is about powers, but Kubrick shining is about basically insanity and an awesome haunted hotel film. And you know, I'm a Kubrick film before I'm anything else. So, I'm a Kubrick fan. So, the, the tough thing is like, how the fuck does this come out? And it's like a sequel based on the book, but also with the sequel to The Shining, Kubrick Shining. Um, and also, I know that Dr. Sleep is about like magic and shit, right? So, I'm like, ah, I don't know. And you know what? Somehow, Mike Flanagan is so fucking dope. Agreed. And just so smart and just did the impossible, which I, I'm not even talking about just the, the things about being a seal of the shining and, and Stephen King. I'm also talking about making something that's borderline ridiculous. Uh, awesome. I loved it. I loved every second of it. Now, of course, this has a group of people led by Rebecca Fersing. Uh Her name is Rose the hat and they kill children and suck their souls out. So, I like that, but I also was worried about that, and it was awesome, which sounds funny to say. Jacob Tremblay's in this film, by the way. And uh that stuff's insane, and I loved that. And then, of course, you have Dan Torrance and the sequel to The Shining and the fucking elevator opening with blood flowing out of it, which is basically... um The soundtrack to my life. I enjoyed uh, Roman Reigns' character as well. Roman Plancy's character? Roman Reigns. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, like there's all this craziness that I feel like I need you to talk, but like there's all this crazy stuff where like there's a lot of recast. And I was super into that. Me too. I was super into the idea of let's just get an actor who looks like this person, then instead of using CGI or whatever to make it be that person. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of why I bring it up because I was, I was like reeling during the film I was like what is happening what is going on and then like you know they they run um you know who's someone that's in place for Shelley Duvall in and she's saying Danny Danny and it looks like her sounds like her and I'm like what, what what the fuck and i guess the reason i put all this this way is i think the shining is like it's not just a film it's like a piece of history and it was insane to watch somebody sort of try to 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 push that legacy forward into something new And then, of course, everything else. Like, you know, uh, Ewan McGregor is one of my favorite actors. Um, Loved him in it. Rebecca Ferguson, can't get enough of that. And then um, the kid in the movie, the main kid, I thought she was great. Um, And then just the soul-sucking vampires uh, killing kids and sucking their souls out. I mean, it is a wild film. It's ultimately like a sequel to The Shining, sequel to Stephen King's book. And, uh, yeah, I'll stop talking about it. It just really... Like I left like reeling like what the fuck? Did you like, just watch it? Holy a Yeah. Okay. Uh, quick other things filmmaking wise, Mike Flanagan. Holy shit! Um, there's a sequence where Rose the Hat like uses her powers or whatever to travel to find the the main girl that is shining, and when Can't, I mean you you already said how they are basically killing children. Uh, is it safe to say she's looking for this girl because she wants to kill her? Right. Okay. And she's like tracking her through the shining power or whatever. Right. And it just the way it's shot, it's like her flying. She's like floating. Yeah. yeah. And there's like this sideways shot where the camera like is sideways and pulls in. She like, she goes completely horizontal and goes through like uh, her bedroom window on the second floor. Yeah. And then the whole camera shifts over to being vertical mm-hmm. and her feet touch the ground. And I was like, holy fuck. Um, there is really cool shit. And then, uh, I don't want to spoil the film, but there at the end of this sequence, she sort of gets slapped out of the room and there's this part where Rebecca Ferguson is like pushed off of like the top of the RV and falling on the ground. And I was like, this is so badass! like filmmaking wise, Mike Flanagan's crazy. And you know, it took me a while to watch, um, haunting of Hill house, but I just think this guy, uh, he gets what I love. I don't think he's had a dud yet though. No. He hasn't. Um, He gets what I love, which is like character first, scares later. And this film isn't even scary, but like he's all about character motivations and why people empathy, you know, like that's what Mike Flanagan does. And that's my favorite thing on the planet is knowing and understanding where a character comes from, why they're crazy or why they're not or whatever. And those things are just my favorite thing on the planet. So Mike Flanagan's amazing. Dr. Sleep. I loved it. I want to see it again. Yeah, I, I just kind of left, like, staggering out of the theater, like, holy fuck. It left Carlsbad so quick. Well, yeah, because nobody's on. And I'm so bummed that I didn't make that effort to go uh, a second time. But do you think you would have fallen asleep again? No, I'm really good at staying awake the second time. Okay. Well, I know you fell asleep, but I just talked for I a while. through Terminator, da? When did you fall asleep in, in uh... I don't remember. I was, I was in and out. Okay. So, like, you can't talk in at all? I mean, other than what I just gave you. I'm glad we did this podcast. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed the forest shootout.
1: That, yes. I was not
0: expecting that. That was really neat. <clears throat> that was awesome. Mm-hmm. So anyways, Dr. Sleep, I love it. I gush about it. Holy shit. I saw it with my brother. We were both like, holy shit. Is it going to be your number one? No. No? No, I think I still like us more. Oh, wow. Us is continuing to be my number one. Very interesting. Yeah, I mean I like Doctor Sleep. I don't really think Doctor Sleep was horror. That's what Dana was saying. Yeah, it's more of and a And I was saying, you know, you know, it's it's kids being killed. And Dana was like, "No, it's more akin to like Pan's Labyrinth with I which I also disagree with cuz that's like a fairy tale." Right. I mean I'm, I wouldn't argue it. Like if you were like, "Oh, it's horror. Like it's going to be on my list." Right. But I think my problem with stuff like this is I like to put like actual horror films towards the top. Okay. So like. You mean like when I put Upgrade as number one last year. Right. And I struggled with Annihilation last year too um, because it's really more sci-fi, but it's kind of horror. So, and so is Upgrade (laughs) is more of a sci-fi. Upgrade's not a horror film at all. Right. So I always struggle with it and I wouldn't argue it. Like it is a horror film or whatever, but it's not scary. It's not, it's, it's actually really a sci-fi film is what it is to me. Um, But it doesn't matter. Uh, It'll be towards, towards the top of my list, but it definitely won't be my number one uh just because i love us so much so that was hey, well, me too mike Flanagan, doctor sleep i i just can't wait to follow this guy into the good night like bro just go do fucking anything at this right point. like holy shit especially haunting of hill house um yeah we we we're getting a sequel right the haunting of Bly house or something like that yeah but i don't think he's directing all of it oh no no which I, I don't think so okay so it's kind of disappointing so eric yes I need you just start something that has nothing to do with me so I can shut up and you can actually talk. Hey, anything to get you to shut up, please. Okay. <laughs> the last bring up a movie. I fell asleep and okay. then it's done. Next movie. Okay. The last movie that I watched uh, that I put on this list, you know, I don't put everything on the fucking list. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. I only put the shit that I want to talk about. And you know what? I'm doing the exact fucking opposite because a film that I just recently rewatched, but I don't have on the fucking list, but because you're talking Stephen King, I'm going to bring it up. I rewatched The Mist. Oh, wow. Holy fuck. Da- it still bangs as hard as it can. So I rewatched The Mist, I want to say a year ago. Okay. And uh, I want to hear you, but holy shit. It's so fucking good. Amazing. So go ahead, Eric. Okay. Yeah. So the mist for the uninitiated is about a group of people who are stuck in a uh, grocery market because a mist has enveloped the town and we quickly learn there are creatures of all shapes and sizes in the mist. So they can't just simply leave tentacles, monsters, giant ones. Some of them, um, you know, I read the novella and what's tight is the way they're described in the book is how they are in the fucking film. Really? Yeah. Um, I don't know how to read. So, well, duh. So, uh, these, these people quickly start taking sides. Some people want to take a logical approach. They just want to fucking leave. Other people, uh, pray to God, uh, but they know they can't just simply leave. Yeah. And then there's a crazy ass group of people who believe like this is God's will and that they're being punished. And you know what? That's like super central to the film. And, like, it was just, like, grating at me. Like, so there's a woman who, like, preaches that this is Who plays it great, by the way. I don't know her name, but she's great in the movie. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce her first name, so I'm not going to try. Wait, wait, please try to Marcy Gay Harden? Marcia Gay Harden. Marcia, okay. But, yeah, I found it, like, uh, uh, just, like, ignoring me. But I guess that's kind of, that's that's her character. uh, Sure, yeah. She's doing a good job. Um, But, you know, I was just, like, super into it. Because, you know, it's just, like, this, like, hard monster film. And then, of course, it's conclusion, right? Right. But uh, Which I dare not uh, spoil spoil if you haven't fucking seen that, man. Um, Never tried to watch the TV show, but goddamn, dude, The Mist. Like, I see motherfuckers. There's a recent trend on social media where people are trying to say, like, what are their 10 favorite films of the last decade? I'm not going to fucking try to do that. But The Mist would probably have a good chance of making... My ten. I want to say when we did our top ten of the last ten years, I want to say we both talked about the mist. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's a. I mean, first of all, the ending is one of the greatest endings I've ever seen. Um, I mean, I, I really can't say anything more than that. But it's one of the most mean spirited movies that I've ever seen. One and probably the most mean spirited yeah. ending that I've ever seen, and uh, it's brilliant. It's- I love the mist. It's the mist is incredible, dude. That like has Frank Darabont done any other horror? Uh, well, the walking dead. No. I guess, yeah. I don't give a fuck about the walking dead. Uh, it's, it's excellent, man. If you haven't seen the mist, please shut this off right now. Find your nearest copy, put that shit on. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. I rewatched it recently and I, I fucking love it. Let's keep rolling on this trip. Okay. So ghouls, uh, the mist is ghoul squad approved, huh? That's okay. True. The next one. Well, hang on. Cause I have one. Oh, okay. It goes with that. Lay it on me. You want to keep talking Stephen King? Let's do it. So we're going to talk Joe Hill Oh, okay. here. And I saw In the Tall Grass. Oh, this one's bad. What? I God, this shit was terrible. You didn't like it? I hated it. You love Cube. I hated it. It's the same movie That's as one Cube. Of the reasons I was excited. I like Splice. Yeah. It's the same dude with v- Vincenzo Natali. Yeah. Vincenzo yeah. Natali. Yeah. So uh, In the Tall Grass, we don't have to talk a lot about it. About some fuckers. They're, fucking <laughs> They're in uh, the tall grass and that's it. Yeah. It, uh, you, you just can't simply leave this fucking right field. Right. Yeah. You get lured into a field and you can't get out like reeds, kind of. And uh, no, I just, I thought it was cool. I mean, I didn't think it was brilliant. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think it was it. the greatest fucking movie I've ever seen, but it was mean spirited. There was gore and there was a Patrick Wilson and I love Patrick Wilson. So I liked it, but it's crazy and fucked up and weird and I love when like a film like this that goes to Netflix and all that shit is like yep it's fucking weird it's crazy it it almost makes no sense. Um yep. I like stuff like that. So I liked in the tall grass. That may have been why I disliked it so much cuz it was like cuz I it, needed an explanation. Doc. Uh not all the times, but yes. Uh, for those first 45 minutes I was just on board and when then like when it finally reveals its first trick up its sleeve I was just like "Eh" And then it stayed down that path. Yeah. And I just never cared for that path when it was initially shown to D- me. Did you ever see uh, Time Crimes? I never saw Time Crimes. Oh, you got to see Time Crimes. Either. If you don't like that, you But you're it's the same stupid. dude, right? I don't know if that's Vincenzo Natale or if that's uh, Nacho Vigilando. I think it might be Nacho. I get them mixed up. Yeah, you Both would. great filmmakers. Yes. What's I'm sorry, what was that? I said, yeah, you would, motherfucker. Okay, so that was in the tall grass. So you don't have a lot to say about it. It's on Netflix. If you like weird, fucked up, cool shit, unlike Eric. It sucks. Right Actually, I kind of agree with that. <laughs> Actually, that's not too bad. They should put that on the poster. Uh, if you like fucked up, stupid shit, that kind of sucks in the tall grass, like your mama's titties. All right. So uh, okay, I'm how keep he it said going. that? Keep the train rolling, doll. What do you got next? Okay. Uh, this okay. So I, as I've said before in the past, G, uh, one blind spot in my knowledge of horror films is this show. Blind spot. Uh, blind spotting. Um, is is hammer films okay yep and me too okay and in october scream factory put out a film called the devil rides out this okay. is with christopher lee and the only reason i was interested in this is because one of my favorite uh horror punk bands the Bloodsucking zombies from outer space they have a song about this film what did they about? so i was like hey they got a song about this film pick it up so pick up okay don so let me tell you about the devil rides out I right, da. I want to the hear about you riding rides, the devil the, out. Duh. The devil rides out is how I wish I could live. And here's what I mean by that: on a motorcycle, it's motherfuckers. Oh <laughs> <I'm, laughs> well, good start. Okay, it's motherfuckers. Well, I'm going to refer to them as gentlemen as motherfuckers, and they're and they're in their fucking suits. Da, they're in their fucking nice ass. Like it's not a tux, but you know they're in like nice suits and like this. That's their casual wear, right? Okay, okay. And each one of these motherfuckers. They have a mansion in the fucking English fucking country hill slide, hillside. And, you know, and they have an alcohol room, you know, where they've got a couch, you know, and they've got the three fucking glass bottles of, of, you know, whatever liquor they're drinking. But for me, it'd probably be like Dr. Pepper, Mountain Dew, and Orange Crush, preferably Mummy Crush. And, you know, and they're just like, and they've got all the knowledge in the world. You know, they're always hanging out at parties. They're always just having a good time. And that's how E-Dog wants to be, okay? So... Now, let me actually tell you what the fucking movie's about. All right? Okay. Three homies, right? Christopher Lee and these two dudes, right? They haven't hung out in a minute. So, the plan is they're going to get together. But one of them doesn't show up. Okay. So, the second friend, I can't remember the second and third friend. Okay. So, we're, so they're going to be referred to as number two, number three. <laughs> and obviously, number one is Christopher Lee, right? Right. Cal okay. himself. Yeah. So... Uh so friend number two's like well shit, Don, no, let's just go to his house. Of course, he's got this nice ass fucking mansion. What era is this in? This is like 67. Okay, and, and the film takes place in the 60s? Yeah. Okay. So he says, fuck it, Don, no, come over. So so they just go over to friend three's house, right? And friend three's just having a fucking party. And friend two is like Christopher, what the fuck? And, Yeah, Christopher Lee and friend number two's like, what the fuck, G? Like, we're supposed to hang out. And friend three's like, nah, you got a bell. Like you can't be here. And Christopher Lee's like, what the fuck not? I mean, why come, you know? And he's like, cause I've joined an astronomical society. Oh. And Christopher Lee's like, I don't know, duh. And, and the other party and the other dudes at the party, they're like, Hey man, you gotta get your fucking friends out of here. G. So Christopher Lee's like, fine, I'll fucking leave. But first I want to see your telescope. I mean, it is an astronomical fucking party. Right now. When he says telescope, is he a, he means legit telescope. Okay. He don't mean dick. So Christopher Lee goes upstairs to look at his telescope. Friend number two just thinks they're checking out this telescope, which the dude has. You know, he's like looking at it and shit. And <laughs> da da devil rides out is sick. So do they ride out on devil? Dog, hear me out. Da, hear me out. Does the devil indeed? The ride devil out? does show up. Oh, at ble- one point. Thank God. Okay, but let me let me let me backtrack. I, ironically. I don't want to give too much out. I don't want to give too much away if the Devil Rides Out. I just I'm trying to set it up for you guys so you guys will want to go watch The Devil Rides Out. Okay, so friend number two is looking at the fucking telescope. They hear this rumbling, and friend number two's like, I think you have a mouse problem. And Christopher Which Lee Which Eric actually does. Yeah, you know what? Uh, Southwest Pest Control came out last month and I want them to come out next month too. What do they do when they come here? Do uh, they just bulldoze this whole house or they, what? <laughs> yeah, no, this is the second time I've built this house because yeah. of the mice problem I well, have. Well, you still got that ceiling falling down above us. Yeah. It's just going to fall down on I one of I can't wait days. till he caves in. Go hopefully, ahead, Eric. Hopefully it's why we're recording. So you're riding the devil so out. So I'm just, you know, fucking dying on this fucking bullshit fucking podcast. All right, G. As I was, friend number two, checking out the telescope. They hear this rumbling and Christopher Lee just rips open the fucking closet. And there's a fucking basket in there. And Christopher Lee's like, I fucking knew it, you motherfucker. And guess what's in that basket? Gee. Satan. A baby. Baby Satan. Two chickens that are about to be slain in the name of our dark lord and master, <laughs> Lucifer. Yeah. And so... Which and we're about to do when we finish this and, pod. And so Christopher Lee's like, what the fuck, friend number three? This ain't no astronomical society... You've joined a satanic cult. And friend number three is like, fuck it, duh. I did. I this is this is what I do. Y'all, y'all need to get the fuck out of here, you know? <laughs> we got a satanic cult ritual about to happen, not me. And so and so Christopher Lee, he's like, I can't let you do it. And so Christopher Lee, like being the fucking Nice dressing. Is he like PETA or is he upset because of religious reasons? He's upset for re- religious reasons. Okay. Yeah, he I doesn't fuck that about to kill his Doc. <laughs> <laughs> he has a fuck that this dude has sold his soul to, to follow the left hand path. Will you quote that part in the devil's rejects for me real quick? I am the devil. And I'm, I'm here, to, here do to do the devil's devil's work. Work. Not that one. Uh, you know what, Doc? You know what I don't even have on my now, list? Because I didn't gonna... like it. Y'all yeah, not going to fuck these chickens, are you? Three from hell. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. You haven't watched it yet, dude. Nah, you got bought the, the blue. I got the 4K, duh. Okay, duh. So let me You're not gonna gonna, give let me, me that line, duh. Let me get on. Y'all ain't going to fuck these chickens, are you? Okay, so. Hey, thank you, duh. So, Christopher Lee's like, I can't let you do it, friend number three. So, he socks him. He socks him. <laughs> he socks friend number three, knocks him out. And they have to, like, run out of the mansion with the satanic cult, like, fucking chasing him because they're taking this friend, which you soon learn. Now, the satanic cult in garb, like, do they have, like, robes and shit? At a later party, they okay. are but accurate but, to but, our but, meetings. But like, but like when when Christopher Lee and friend number two initially show up, like they think it's just this astronomical party, right? right. Which it is. Okay, so, um, so they're running out, Doc. So they're running out, and what you learn is whenever they perform the ritual that they're about to perform, it has to be thirteen people. And the reason they couldn't perform it whenever Christopher Lee and friend number two were there, because obviously there's fifteen people, and now that the friend just got knocked out. Now, there's only 12 people. So, I'm going to stop there. The rest of the film is Christopher Lee and friend number two trying to save friend number three from the satanic cult. And it's just like, I almost want to call it like an adventure film. It sounds really dope. Where where it's just like these motherfuckers in these nice-ass suits drinking this nice-ass fucking liquor just like fighting satanists. I love it, And I'm just like, fuck, this is how E-Dog wants to live. I mean, we always talk about like kids on bikes. Well, I think the flip side of that coin is gentlemen in suits getting faded, fighting si- uh, Satanists, and I want to be that, too. Now, are you saying, do they join the Satanists at the end? No! They're against the Satanists the entire time. So you'd be against the Satanists? The I Satanists? Mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, if I get to wear those tight-ass suits. Oh, I got you. Um, There's this fantastic set piece, Doc. There's this fantastic set piece, and I wish so much the film would have ended after this set piece. Uh, So... Christopher Lee knows the devil's coming for him because they they're they're fucking with this fucking cult. Right. <laughs> OK. So what Christopher Lee does is like with salt, he like uh, draws this huge circle on the floor and he like blesses it. And as long as they're in it, they're safe. And so the devil starts sending various demons and apparitions to get them, but they can't. They're safe, supposedly, as long as they're in this circle. Just and like Hocus Pocus. And it's really, really fucking cool. And what made it even cooler was uh, I told you, the Bloodsucking Zombies from Outer Space. They have a song about it. That started the song. There's a sample from the film. One, two, three, book. And uh, that's when this sample takes place. So it was just like cool to like see, uh, hear the sample, see the sample in the context of uh, the film. Um, I, I kind of didn't like The Devil Rides Out. but it's fucking cool so you just sold it's fucking this whole movie and you ended it with i kind of i kind of didn't like it i think i only went two and a half stars on letterbox but it was a cool fucking film dude i love the premise it's like the perfect movie for us but i don't like that you ended it with you didn't like it i mean what a buzzkill uh well because i told you after the cool set piece there was more stuff uh i didn't like what followed Huh. I didn't I didn't like the way they decided to wrap up uh the, the conclusion. Yeah. The coal maps, But I mean as you said I mean before. I mean if you like hammer films, if you're wanting to get into hammer films, which is something I want to do, like they just released like those new Draculas, those Prince of Darkness, uh Frankenstein created women. Uh I'm talking about Scream Factory. I'm interested in all that stuff now because um the the few hammer films that I have seen, like I recently talked about Horror Express that had Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing in it. Um I just like it, Doc. I just wish I was a. I wish I just wish I was a gentleman in a fucking suit fighting monsters. Count Dooku and Moff Tarkin. Yeah, Grand Moff Tarkin.
1: Star so, Wars, Doc. We know what
0: you're talking about. Yeah, Doc. So uh, is that it for what is that? That is for the Devil Rides Out. And who put that out? Scream Factory just dropped a blue. And and what what made you pick it up? Just simply that you want to get into Hammer. Uh, because the sucking Zombies from Outer Space has a song about it. That's right. I just wanted to recap it, da, now okay. we know why. Now, that sounds dope, uh, but now that you say you didn't like it, that's concerning, dot Yeah. For I mean, you to... Hey, you might like it, G. All right, G. And with that, my next thing. You ready? I'm ready, John. I watched all three hours of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, I would not have expected you to say that. Why only three hours? So, it's only th- it's a three-hour event. I didn't know that. I thought it was, it was like a, a new series. No, it was like a mini series. Please tell me how you watched it. This is on Nickelodeon. I paid $7.99 on the Xbox Marketplace Okay, to just buy all three episodes. Okay. I'm listening. And you know what? It's really dope. Really? It's really cool. Now, let's get some things out of the way. First of all, here's my notes. Are you afraid of the dark? Good kids writing. Better than Rim of the World. That was for you. Fuck you. Duh. Bad horror. And Mr. Top Hat. So these when things. you say bad horror, is it because it was presented as like a child's piece no, of horror? No, it's bad. Okay. So when I say that, there's really good kids writing. So when I say that, you know, um, okay, so like we recently talked about the Netflix film Rim of the World. And I didn't like Rim of the World because I thought like the kids were just like so stupid and it was like written to a 100 instead of being written like kids. And also like, you know, the kids like all thought, I don't know. Never mind. Are you afraid of the dark has kids like it kids like stand by me, like, like outcasts to an extent losers and you know, a little bit of losers club here. And, uh, basically what this is, is are you afraid of the dark was an anthology series that I used to watch when I was a kid and I was in love with. And Mm -hmm. when that theme song would play, I would literally be terrified. Like when I was a kid, like it's the type of show that I would have my hand hovering over the channel uh, selection on the remote so I could click away just in case it got too scary. So I was a huge fan of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Obviously now, maybe it's not so great, but as a kid, it was amazing. Agreed. So I re- I, I watched this this three-hour event and it all centers around... One story? Yeah. So, okay. yeah, okay. So it centers around the Midnight Society itself. Okay, so the Midnight Society... So and the... they're like caught up in the story? They're right, so the story, the story... They don't tell the story. The story comes to them. Okay. And actually what it is is they invite a new kid, who's our main character, into the midnight society because she likes horror, and she tells her first story, and that story comes to them. That story comes true, okay. and there's reasons why, but I won't spoil why. And you know, you know, this is a show that, like, one in, in in the first like 20 minutes, a kid asks the other kid, "Have you seen the changeling?" Okay. So you know, there's you the, know that motherfucker ain't seen no changeling, right. but it's a lot of fun if you're a horror fan and you can let go of that, that like, of course this is written by a horror fan Right. that no one on the planet has seen the changeling, but fucking me and you. Right. And you know, but this is a, this is a, this is about kids that like horror and they talk about like, I want to say the town's called like Argento <laughs> or something. So, but, but you know what? Like if it were just those references, I would hate it, but the kids are fun to watch. Okay. Uh, one of the kids is, uh, kid Ben from it. Okay. And he's a lot of fun and he's a big horror nerd talks about horror in it. And he fits as that. And then the other kids like, it's just, it's just kids written like wholesomely and actually like in earnest where I feel like something like Rim of the world or other things that are coming out where it's like, kids are like half the kids are like assholes and annoying. And this is like how kids actually are, you know, like stuff like it, like stand by me, um, coming of age films like that. And so that's the best part of this. Are you afraid of the dark? The last thing I want to say is the the bad horror. Okay. Okay. So what this all centers around is she tells the, the main character tells this story about this Mr. Top Hat character, which me saying that pisses me off. Okay. Cause it's bad. It's not, she's not, it's not Rose the hat. Is it? Uh, I wish it was Rose the hat. Okay. So, uh, no. So it's about this fucking character, Mr. Top Hat. And what it is, it's this, her story is that there's this fucking, uh, carnival type, like basically this, this circus that comes to town and it's presented by this person, Mr. Top hat. And like they eventually, they steal kids. Kids go missing when this circus comes through town. There you go. It's really simple. And you know, she tells the story and they go to school the next day and there's flyers at the school for the circus and the circus does come to town. So that's what it's about. It's fucking dumb. There's a lot of shit where like at the beginning of it, the, the, like the scary thing that she finds out or like the little girl it's long story short. There's this part where like Mr. Top hat is like seen behind the scenes and scares the shot of this little girl because he like makes cockroaches like come out of his hat or something. And I'm like, okay, well, that's fucking dumb and not scary. But I guess maybe for kids that would be scary? Okay. I, I don't know. So I'm just trying to get across the horror is bad. In my opinion, it's not good. But uh, I absolutely think this is worth watching. If you want to kill three hours that you don't give a shit about, this I don't know is... I if I want to kill $8, though. I mean... Like, if this comes to, like, Hulu or something, I'll watch it. Well, so the reason I did was I like Are You Afraid of the Dark? Hey, me too. So that was why I felt like it was worth $8, is it is the actual content worth $8? No. But if you want to see what this new Friday of the Dark is and hear them say the Midnight Society, throw the dust in and all that again, it's worth it, I think, for that $8. But it's definitely bad horror, but good kids writing. So that's already Afraid of the Dark. I hate Rim of the World. Um, well, let me keep uh, children horror going. This train a rolling. Go ahead, Eric. What do you got? Uh, I finally saw Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. And I really, really liked it. Uh, I uh, failed to see where you thought it was boring. I don't know, man. I was bored to shit by it, but please tell me what you thought. Yeah, uh, I loved it. Um, And you were just talking about how like this was how uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark, Uh, the new one, was like bad horror in the sense of like what they're showing actually wasn't scary. I actually thought this was pretty intense for a PG-13 film. Uh, uh, Some of the stuff uh, that's, in it yeah um i love the setting i love that it's vietnam um i almost felt like that helped it from not being i feel like it i feel like this could have been cheesy but setting it in like an older time period kind of like helped it uh past feel more legitimate to a certain extent yeah right exactly um and then i'll say like i agree with you already that like i feel like the horror is okay Mm -hmm. like i remember i remember on our review i was like there's some cool scares and shit but I didn't care and didn't like the kids. Uh, like when the when the fucking kid eats the toe, I was like, "Holy fuck!" Hopefully, that's not a spoiler. I love Harold. Uh, love Harold. I I guess if I had to complain, complain, I'm gonna nitpick, and it being that like, okay, so I love the books, right? And the film doesn't tell the stories of the books. No, they just take the creatures from those stories to tell. Um. Their own story. Right. But, you know, I like how it dealt with, like, serious issues like uh, fucking racism and draft dodging. And there's this creepy-ass fucking creature that just f- fucking wants to, like, shove you in her belly. Yeah. I mean, for me, I I just thought... When you said it was boring, I was afraid that it was long. It but is. it's only, like, an hour 45, G. I thought it was long, though. I did it in two My seconds. My thing was I didn't care about the kids. Really? And... I was identified with the Mexican kid. I didn't buy or the, how the main girl loves night of the living dead. I was a little, I was a little put off by like, I felt like, okay. So like early on in the film, one of our main characters is quote unquote killed or gone. And I remember just being like, I don't buy that. I guess the kid's going to be back. Like, I don't know something about the film and the storytelling just didn't work for me. It turns out the the kids don't come back. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. But I was bored by that time, so I just didn't give a shit about it. I don't know. Like, it's an odd thing to say I was bored because usually I have more to say. I was bored by the film. Uh, and one more thing. The way that Harold kills that kid. Yeah. That bully. I'm like, holy fuck, this is PG-13? Well, that was awesome. Yeah. I, I really liked it, dude. Wow. Okay, yeah. cool. No, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm actually glad you liked it. I just didn't. I don't know what happened. It was like one of those films that I feel like I was anticipating and it met my expectations. Well... Maybe on the next episode, you'll be able to to update this because you haven't seen Ready or Not yet. I have not, but I I do have the blue pre-ordered. It's December 10th. Yeah. So uh, December 10th is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Um, It It, Chapter 2 and Ready or Not. That's crazy, though. you I was going to have some blues that day. Yeah. Like I, you know, I told the story on the last episode or whatever it was. I went and saw Ready or Not, loved it, like was super, not blown away, but like really surprised by how cool it was. And then I saw Scary Stories, and I was like, eh, whatever. So, yeah, I don't know. I wasn't into Scary Stories. Okay. Um, In fact, I like this Are You Afraid of the Dark reboot more, which is sad. What? And it's, like, not good either. What? Yeah. I'm also in the bag for Del Toro. You
1: know that. But he didn't
0: direct it, so who gives a fuck? He wrote one of the screenplays. Okay, so having said that, you want to go to the next thing? Sure. What do you got So I finally saw The Dead Don't Die. Oh, Great. Right on me. I, he, I recently revisited it with my mother. And you know what? After your uh, review on this podcast, saying that you didn't say you hated it or anything, but you were sort of bored by it because yes. the film, and and that's sort of the point. The point of Jim Jarmusch's *The Dead Don't Die* is really like the everyone is so apathetic in the film, no one gives a shit. Correct. Just like the zombies, which I think is the point. I, I, and and I, but I, I also like Adam Driver for obvious reasons. And I, I had a good time with it. Uh, I I watched. I showed my mom. And I liked it much more uh, the second time. And I kind of feel like it's there's a role reversal there. What you just said, how uh, apathetic the humans are. Yeah. I feel like they're the dead ones. Yeah. They're the zombies where the humans are much more, excuse me, the zombies are much more alive. Yeah. And and that's it's a pretty obvious metaphor. But I uh, I just enjoyed it. I liked all the people in it. I yep. had fun with it. Um I, I I thought it was weird that Selena Gomez shows up in it. There's a lot of shit, I feel like, that could have been taken out. Yeah. Uh Like, the kids in the juvenile detention. Selena Gomez and her friends, like, if, if we could have sheared but off. I feel like that's, like, part of the point. I feel like we could have sheared off 15 minutes of that movie. Like, just excise all those characters. And I'd probably be jocking the Dead Don't Die Harder. Yeah, I mean... I really liked it. Um, didn't love it. Didn't think it was the greatest thing ever, but enjoyed watching it for and, sure. And you know what was a missed opportunity? What's that? Die? Not having Larry Fessenden and Riza have a scene together. I, I kind of can't not love The Dead Don't Die because of how much I love Fessenden. Oh, yeah. we got free cable, all right. And then he just gets fucking attacked by a zombie. Immediately. Yeah. Uh, I really like it. You know what? I take it back yeah you know it's funny because we're kind of just throwing titles out there and saying whether we like them or not but so we're not gonna really explain the dead don't die but yeah. it is fun We've talked it before no i agree i liked it what's next uh? okay i got a film called tone deaf uh which is uh richard bates jr's most recent film oh cool uh this um, is the motherfucker who did trash fire yeah excuse me dumpster fi- is it trash fire or dumpster fire i want to say trash I, fire. I don't remember but i saw uh is that is that fucking uh excision ricky bates Yes. And then he did Suburban Gothic, Ricky Bates? Yes. Yeah. Eda's going to hit up that IMDb real quick, bitch. So we're going to stay here while Eric looks up Ricky Bates. Okay. okay. But, uh, actually, well, I'm just going to see how long... No, Richard Bates. I guess Richard and Ricky are the same names. Uh, actually, I'm just going to see how long the Irishman is. Let's see. Uh, three hours and 29 minutes. Uh, no, you're right. Uh, Excision, Suburban Gothic. You know what? I've only seen Trash Fire. You never saw now. Excision? And you've jocked it so hard. Holy shit. I used to always see it at uh, Hastings. Hastings, yeah. Well, it's funny because when you yeah, said- suburban gothic good? So suburban bo- gothic is cool. Oh, John Waters. Yeah. And it's- Henry uh, Wise. What's her name? Uh, Kat Dennings. And right? Kat Dennings. Yeah, let's see. Can I, no, I was going to read the synopsis, but it's too long. Read City boy Raymond that. returns to his hometown and finds a vengeful ghost is terrorizing his house. already on board. Therefore, this man-child, already on board, recruits Becca, a badass local bartender, to to solve the mystery of the spirit threatening people's lives. Well, it's funny because you've seen two of his films and I've seen two of his films, but neither one I've seen. the same. Yeah, the same. But uh, I'll just quickly say, and then I want to hear about it. Um, Excision is a film that I saw when it came out, and if you want to see a movie that's mean-spirited, really, really fucked up, like, almost gross. Like, the type of film that has, like, body horror and nasty shit where you're like, uh, that's kind of fucking nasty, not just, like, gore. Um, but it'll really challenge you. Excision is, Excision is fucking sick. That's exactly how I would describe Trash Fire. Good. That's awesome. Suburban Gothic is more of a fun kind of romp. But Excision, bro, like, that's, that's one of my favorite movies of, like, the last, uh, you know 10 20 years of horror but i don't say that like it's like a top five or a top 10 but it's it's awesome excision's great so i'm talking tone deaf yeah let's hear about it deaf uh so this is his uh latest film um this guy's friends with uh uh rob g i'm not too sure how this came on my radar like i knew it was richard bates uh, and then one day I was at Walmart and I saw the DVD and I was like, "Oh, I'll just throw it in my Netflix queue." Uh, unavailable on Netflix, so I so I just rented it from the uh, you know is it called the Windows Store? I really don't like that. I'd much rather say Microsoft Store, Microsoft Xbox. Anyways, Anyways, I called it the Xbox Marketplace earlier. Okay, so I went ahead. I paid this you know six ninety nine to rent the uh, premium tone deaf. At least and, you got it in HD though. Yeah, and what it's about is this young woman, probably our age, in her twenties. She's just kind of at like a shitty road in her life. She's got like a shit job. She's got a shit boyfriend. Uh, her and her mom don't really get along well. She decides she's going to uh, rent a house like Airbnb uh, for the weekend just to kind of get away from it all. And the guy who's renting it is played by Robert Patrick, who in 1991 played the greatest film villain ever, the T-1000. And he, in the film, tone deaf, uh, you learn that he like hates uh young uh children and their entitlement that they have, okay, like millennials, yes, okay, you know, and he like breaks the fourth wall a lot where he's like where he's like talking to the screen to see you know how upset that he is with the way you know uh kids nowadays act and like all the hardships that he had to go through he has to walk uphill in the snow both ways <laughs> exactly, so he starts fucking with her and it eventually leads to he starts what Fucking with her. Okay. Not fucking her. Uh, you know, um, initially he's like doing like small annoying things like in the house, but then soon he starts like terrorizing, uh, her. I like this. Okay. Um, I kind of didn't like it. Uh, um, that sucks. I, I kind of, I kind of figured that was coming. Um, it's, it's kind of like a film that we've seen before. Uh, woman terrorized by man. um, and I almost feel like it's not worth seeking out. Like, unless you're already into this dude. Huh? So like having, you just told me that you like incision and suburban Gothic, I would say, yes, check this out and check out trash fire, which I've I never seen really like. um, I think it's on Netflix. Um, now You got yeah, to see excision. I do need to see excision. Um, yeah, so it was, it was cool. I think I was almost, I was motivated not only by the fact that it was Richard Bates, but also because it was Robert Patrick. Um, I just thought it was okay. Huh. And that's. That is tone deaf. Tone deaf. Yes. What else you got, G? Okay, so I've got a lot of rewatches. Okay. Uh, so we don't got to go long on these, but uh, let's just start rattling them off. Uh, first of all, I just wanted to say, we never talked to that. Halloween passed. Halloween did pass. Uh, how was your Halloween though What did you do for Halloween? What the fuck did I do on? Oh, skated Ter- Terminator Dark Fate. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dana, Melissa, and I went. And i tell you what, Dah, I was fucking. Uh, what's the motherfucker's name in Clockwork Orange? McDowell? Yeah. Is it is it Roddy McDowell? Oh. <laughs> is, it, is it Andy McDowell? Roddy, Roddy, Roddy Piper? You know who the fuck I'm talking about. Okay, you know that fucking scene, Dah, in A Clockwork Orange? where singing in the rain where they got his what eyes a open glorious feeling i'm happy again they have those fucking vices on his eyes yes and you know this is when they're trying to kill alex him. is his name in the film right you know and they're, and they're having to put the eye drops i guess because malcolm real, mcdowell malcolm mcdowell correct because i guess in real life like his eyes were drying out so fast yeah like that motherfucker's not like a character in the film that motherfucker is like a real life dude that they had to have on set to fucking put eye drops in fucking Malcolm McDowell's owls, McDowell's eyes while they shot that fucking scene. That was E-Dog during like that first hour of Terminator Dark Fate. Dog. I was and just then, like, and, and, then, and you know what? It was so Terminolo- Terminator mythology rule breaking that I was like, oh, God. But then I was like, you know what, dog? Accept something new. Accept something new. And then God, there's a bunch of completely pitch black cgi mess and then the duh, movie ends for like 10 minutes ah there's the plane crashed then like there's 10 the... minutes okay so i clunked out i missed all that <laughs> uh, but! literally the first hour and 10 minutes is really good dog that final fight is fucking sick okay i'd have to see it again i probably okay gave let up. me let me fucking i quit on this franchise okay duh. there's a part where we're talking terminator dark fate we're talking terminator dark fate okay the bad terminator this one's called the rev nine right and and he has like a skeletor but then he also is like robert patrick right he's like liquid metal but he's also a machine and he can, <laughs> you're explaining and it. he and he can like uh create a doppelganger of himself Calif- okay so that so that so that doesn't matter because the part i want to describe Okay, and his target in this one is a young girl by the name of Danny. And of course, as we know, Linda Hamilton uh has returned uh to to play her character, Sarah. Uh huh. And uh okay, so there's a part where they're fighting this fucking thing at the end. And you know what that what's really fucking interesting? This is how this is how badass the Rev Nine is, duh. We got a T eight hundred. Uh we got Mackenzie Davis' character. She's human, but she's enhanced. Um and Sarah Connor all fighting this fucking thing, da, and that's just how badass this fucking thing is, right? Okay, so anyways, that doesn't fucking matter. Here's what matters. As 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 Keegan just said, it it's basically the T one thousand as well. Okay, and so there's a part where Sarah is standing in front of Danny, and the Rev Nine like throws his hand at it, you know, because he can turn it into like, uh, you know, something sharp, like yes. a sword. And he goes and he throws it. Do you remember this? He throws his hand at Sarah, who dodges it. And so now Danny's just in the direct path of taking this fucking blade to her face. Yeah. But as she gets out of the way, she shoots it with her shotgun, so it splinters. Yeah. God damn, that was fucking tight, G. I went a second time, and the more I think about it, I loved it. The Terminator is this year's Predator for me. Already to film, that... Flopped financially not so much critically that a dog love i feel like terminator terminator dark fate like i thought was good mm-hmm. and i didn't give a shit about predator oh, okay but but no i mean it's fine i just didn't think it was good i'm glad i got to talk terminator dog no i'm happy you did it's okay. your fucking favorite thing on the planet uh-huh, uh-huh how did we even get started on it i don't remember oh uh how was your halloween but hang on first oh, okay whoa. so okay so that's what i did so what about you? yours well done before talking about what I did for Halloween. Yes. Trying to crack another cold one. Crack another cold one, though. <sighs> okay. Yeah, I didn't do a lot. I watched a lot of shit, but I did go to my brother's house again. And you know, he lives on a uh residential street. Yes. Where they get a lot of trick or treaters. So we did picks? Yeah, so we did the trick or treat thing, which is you know, it's weird. I've never had a house, and I still don't, but, okay. you know, I, a couple times when they would say, Trigger Treat. But now you got money, duh. What's that supposed to mean? I mean, you could move out now if you wanted to, right? I could, huh? Okay. Keep it going. <laughs> now the point is, you know, I got to the Trigger Treat thing, hand out candy at my brother's house, and it's fun. Um, you know, you take a six-pack over there. You down the whole six-pack, buy another one, down that, then maybe get another one, and then end the night with that. But What did you uh, guys watch? <laughs> so that night, we watched uh, Tales of Halloween. Okay. And it's funny because, you know, uh, in, I mean, I don't, it's, I don't think it's a spoiler to say if you, if you didn't want to know anything about Dr. Sleep, you, you should have already saw it. The person that plays Danny's mom in Dr. Sleep, uh, is Alex. So, and she's actually in tales of Halloween. Oh, she's really? in the, uh, the short, the grim grinning ghost. Oh, but, okay. um, that is just a piece of trivia yet. Yeah, tales of Halloween. I just think is really good. Um, I watch it every year and and it somehow became like, so it's not trick or treat. It's not actually like a great film, but there are a lot of good shorts and it feels like Halloween and I've grown to like even the ones I didn't like, which is like, uh, we're talking about tales of Halloween. It's an anthology film based around Halloween. One of the ones I didn't even like was uh lucky McKees. Oh yeah. And now like I've seen it so many times, I kind of love it. Okay. So, like, I've grown to just enjoy the whole film. um, So, yeah, Tales of Halloween is just fucking awesome. I think that's all we watched that night. But uh, I I rewatched some other shit. You want to do it now or you got more shit? Uh, I I would actually like to tie into something. Sure, go ahead. That you just spoke about. I'm just saying, if you haven't seen Tales of Halloween, like, that would blow my mind. Because I also am going to talk trick-or-treat. Like, you should have seen trick treat by now. But if you haven't seen Tales of Halloween, you're in for a treat. Like, watch Tales of Halloween, especially in October. It's fucking awesome. So, Eric. So, while Keegan is rehashing good times, I'm going to speak a new Halloween film. And I'm talking about uh, Patrick Lussier and Todd Farmer's Trick. Yeah. This movie fucking sucks. Yeah. This movie's fucking terrible. Did you watch it? No, but I saw your review and I was, I was going to watch it because of who was involved. Oh, and when God, you said that, I was like, terrible. This movie sucks. Dick. Um, you know what? I forgot that Patrick Lucier co-wrote Terminator Five. That movie fucking sucks dick. You're talking Genesis. I'm talking Genesis. So Patrick Lucier, he's uh, he's he's struck out the last two times, uh, for E Dog. Right. Uh, what it's about is uh, there is this kid who kills some kids on Halloween. And he takes some substantial injuries, and they're confident that he's dead. They don't have a body, but they're pretty sure that he's dead. Uh, the following Halloween, a kid wearing uh, a similar mask starts killing kids again. Okay, I like uh, that. I like it so far. This happens again on a third Halloween, and the main character is played by Omar Epps, who's a detective who has been working this case since the killers referred to as Trick first showed up. Okay. So of course they're thinking it could be supernatural. Um, like, how is this killer who's seemingly died one year keep returning? To you learn that there's a river that uh, there's several towns are there's a there's a river that runs through several towns, and each time Trick returns, he um, kills in one of these towns. Okay, I, I like I like the premise. It's just it's bullshit, dog. Just like the the execution of the idea, the reveal of the idea, it just felt like a real fucking chore. <laughs> easy, easy scratching his head to, trying to talk to about get this through movie. this film. And you know what, dude? I was so excited for this film. Like, it's such a cool idea. Yeah. And then it's just like littered with like, uh, like high uh, Halloween, like iconography that we would be into. You know, kids trick or treating. You know, candy, cool costumes. They're talking about Night of the Living Dead. It just didn't work for me, Doc. Wow. It just did not work for me. Well, that's disappointing. Did you happen to watch Haunt? I did watch Haunt. Did you so, watch Haunt? No, no. I wanted to really bad, but we ended up just doing a bunch of rewatches. Okay, I didn't well, watch Haunt. Can I go with Haunt real quick? Yeah, let's hear, Doc. Okay, so this is... I, I want to say there's like a genre now of like kids who go to haunted houses that... Kind of, yeah. Um, And I haven't seen uh, Houses October built either. Oh, I think I've seen the first one. Um, you know, Eric's favorite movie of uh, last year hellfest Oh, hellfest yeah you know what's funny is as well as what's funny is when haunt dropped on shutter i watched it with my mom uh-huh and uh the following night i was like i thought we could keep this theme going of kids going to haunted houses but there's a real threat in them and then we watched hellfest and you know hellfest didn't stick with me quite as much uh, <laughs> as, as <laughs> you this know year as funny it did last year? thinking back to it because i thought about hellfest during october and i thought that guy really thought hellfest was really good i did yeah. like it's cool definitely stuff i like no it's a it. fun movie but remember that came out like three weeks before uh halloween 2018 yeah and i was and you were like die i think i like it more than halloween 2018 did it come out after well no but didn't you say that when halloween came out oh i probably did that's probably a fair thing i would have yeah. said oh uh, yeah yeah so so haunt is a similar premise kids go to a haunted house but scott out- beck And Brian Woods. Uh, These are the motherfuckers who wrote A Quiet Place. They also wrote this and directed. I believe this is their directorial debut. Yeah, Um, they apparently were doing this before A Quiet
1: Quiet Place. Place? Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. So these kids go to a haunted house. There's a real threat inside. There's people who are trying uh, to kill them, and the kids try to um, survive. And I like the premise. Okay, this Haunts is actually really cool. Uh, I almost feel like I can't say any anymore because I feel like I don't want to say you've seen this film, then you've seen if you've seen a film like this, then you've seen others because that's not true. But it's just such a similar premise to something like Hellfish or The House that October built or, or Hellhouse, Bloodfest or Bloodfest. Yeah, Bloodfest is terrible. Um, nah, Hell House, LLC. If, if if I just if all those films I just named made you go, huh, I dig that, then yeah, dude, check out Hunt, Hunt was cool. I want to see it. You said Hell House. Did you watch Hell House three? Yeah, I did not watch. Me uh, either. Was it Fire of Lake or Hellfire Fire or Lake Fire? So, uh, or shit fire. I remember or... uh, Shane and Kayla made me watch uh, Hell House for our watch this listener episode. Is that that fucking creepy one where that motherfucker wakes up in the middle of the night and there's bro, like, that's some scary <laughs> that shit. Fuck that. That's like some scary literally shit. that shit kept me up for like a couple weeks. So Hell Hell House you LLC know what movie did that to me last. Uh, Gerald's game. Oh yeah, the fucking Midnight Man. Yeah, God. talk to my brother about Gerald's game. <laughs> my, my brother is Stop. terrified of that. Yeah, the Midnight Man is fucking scary. Oh, the by midnight the way, man, is that what his name is? The Midnight. I think so. I don't fucking remember. By the way, I wanted to say Mike Flanagan seems to enjoy tearing beautiful women's hands apart. Right. Just wanted to go ahead and throw that out there. But yeah, I I uh, Hell House is fucking sick. But the second movie sucked. So you're, sucked I guess you bad. didn't watch the. So I didn't watch uh, Lake of Fire, Hell of Fire, Hell. Well, I saw it's on Shutter. You know, what? I was doing really good with Shutter new releases. I was on the ball. I just uh, canceled my Shutter but sponsor. A Shutter. But then they put out like Nightmare Cinema and there's some like new shit like that. You know, I own Nightmare I Cinema on Blu-ray and I haven't watched it. Yet. Oh, duh, I think you're fucking up. I mean, not I that def- I've seen it. I definitely am not. I uh, mean, I can't dispute that. Uh, I'm bummed. Like I was, I was for a minute there. I was doing great with new releases like available on VOD. I was on it. Uh, not so much though recently. So <laughs> thanks Eric. Um, you know, salt so throw some other shit. I rewatched out there for Halloween trick or treat the moonlight man. Oh, there you go. That motherfucker. Very scary. Yes. I think, I think I want to say he's like sucking on her toe or something. <laughs> he's <laughs> licking him. Yeah. <laughs> Which, <laughs> scary. <laughs> yeah. Oh man uh just thinking about that. So, you know, I rewatched Trick or Treat for Halloween. Okay. Um wait, it, could you tell us what that movie is? Nope, not going to. <laughs> uh you know, this is that time of the of the year where when I say I rewatch something and I say and just Trick or Treat. Because obviously it's one of the best movies ever made and every year I see it, every time I see it, I consistently think this is better than I thought. This is a classic. This is my favorite thing I've ever seen. And when I see fucking Sam any time, it almost brings a tear to my eye because of how much I like it. It it's almost like a Star Wars level thing with Trick or Treat now. And, for me. Just like so every you know. time Rodan flying over people picking him up, you love. Him. Oh, da! Yeah, that that's great. Uh uh, babe, th- uh I can't remember what it is. Fuck, I forgot the line. She talks about lighting the fucking babe, I'm lit, you're lit, but this guy, his night's over. And she puts out the fucking jack-o'-lantern god damn it da trick-or-treat is so fucking good get your goddamn kid out of my yard don't forget to help me with the eyes what you done crapping daddy i wish mommy was still alive um trick-or-treat is fucking brilliant i guess that's all i'll say da it's so good Can I? Keep, it's so good can i keep the new films going uh no okay yeah of course go ahead uh have you heard of eli yeah, this is on uh, Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, yeah. I didn't watch it because I don't. I don't watch anything. I don't know who fucking did this movie. Doug. but let me set this film up for you. Okay, good start. It's about a child who has to live in a bubble. He has no immune system. Bubble boy. Exactly. No moops moors. Um, anytime he wants to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if if you if you got that, then we cool. Uh, so you know, has to then leave we the house. then we fuck with each other. Yeah. Anytime okay. he wants to leave the house he has to like be in like a like full body like biohazard yeah suit. bubble boy because just like any contact with like Oxygen with the air. He just starts like breaking out in these like crazy highs. That's you, da. Can't breathe. That's you. You're Eli. Da. If it was socially accept- accepted for me to walk out of this door in a fucking <laughs> biohazard suit, I'd fucking do it, da. There's if this, Easy could walk fucking, out of here in a bubble, he would, da. There are these fucking houses on 1st Street right here, da. Bird shit just lining <laughs> them. Just, just covered into shit. And every day I have to deliver these fucking. He could roll by Bird his, shit. Those little USPS bubble fucking boxes every day. and The da. Postal Reserve. Biohazards, too. I wouldn't mind touching those fucking. Would you? Would bird you roll around a bubble if it were socially acceptable? Yes or no? Dep- depends on level of convenience. Like if I'm it a convenience could, guy. It, but like if people could be... see you in a bubble and it was socially accepted. Yeah, yeah, of course. I wouldn't. You? <laughs> I think everybody should. Be. I don't think anyone would do that, but you. Oh, you know what surprises me? What? Is how many motherfuckers at work wear disposable gloves? And surprisingly, I'm not one of them. Oh, because it gets all nasty. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Okay, so I was talking Eli. Okay, let's hear Eli. Dot. Okay. And not Eli Roth. No, this is the name of the film. Okay. And it's this young child who basically doesn't have an immune system. Right, just so, like you. So uh, this woman, I want to say the mother from The First Conjuring. Uh, she, Lily Taylor? I want to say that's her. I might be wrong. You guys may need that's to fact check me. That's her name, right? Me. Oh, I'm not, I'm not disputing that's her name. I'm not sure if that's the same actress. I think it's Lily Taylor. Okay, so oh, she, Lily Tomlin? No, Taylor. It's Lily Taylor. Okay, so she plays this doctor who goes to the parents and says, "says I can cure uh, your child, but my my methods are highly unorthodox. Do you know, yes. this is basically super experimental. What we're doing, it's not approved, you know, anywhere. And so the parents and all he is it. is he has no immune system. And this is a horror film. Yes. So I'm getting there, G. So they go to live in her house. And I forget the term of it, the, what she calls the house, but it's like vacuum sealed. So he can like take off his biohazard suit and not be effective. Like there's no pathogens when in When are you going to vacuum seal this house and collapse As it. soon as you fucking stop coming over. So uh, we never record, so I don't come over. Yeah, that's true. So uh, the the rest of the, so the start of the film at this point, once they make it to the house starts playing as a haunted house film. Okay. There's these other little kids who are like haunting this kid and he starts learning that maybe this doctor isn't who she says who she is. Okay. Kind of like Friday the 13th part seven. Who yes, What are her actual intentions with Eli? Right. Um, I felt like the film was being super annoying in not just telling me what was going on. Like, I wanted to give up on the film. Part of me wanted to give up on the film while the other half was like, keep going. I need to know what is uh, happening at play here. And when it's finally revealed, it's really fucking cool. Huh. I'm really- better than The Boy? I really like The Boy. I'm going to say The Boy is a better film as a whole. And... Eli is better in its in what it reveals. Okay, and in, in what it's trying to tell you. Um, I was super into it. it. It just frustrated me that I had to wait for so long to be told. So I guess if you have some patience, watch Eli. If you like thinking about things, uh, it was really fucking cool. Like just to wet your appetite, it turns into like upside down crosses and shit. Okay, I'm into that. And I I really liked it for where. Okay, cool. It was cool. It, it so easily could have been one thing, and I'm so happy that they decided to go down the path that it did. I enjoyed Eli. I don't know what to do. What's funny because is M- like... Mr. Tank is like near me and not he barking. He's He's not barking directly oh, in my face like bar- he has, right has been for the last eight hours that I've been here Yeah, just a good boy. Right and I'm here. afraid to speak because I think he, now Mr. Tank don't forget is, is the dog of the house. <laughs> so anyways, okay. I, I just think it's funny that we've talked like uh, in the tall grass uh, trick um, tone deaf. Uh, and here I am going and, and I didn't like those films and here I'm going like, Eli was pretty good. No, I mean, I heard Eli was good. So that's yeah. good to hear. Really? You've heard other people say, I I, I think uh shockwaves liked it. Oh, great. That's definitely something I would say you should check out, especially if you're going to be working on an end of the year list soon. Wouldn't make mine, but I think you should be considered. Huh. It sounds semi mean spirited, so I'm into that. You're a boy, Tank. Okay. okay. What else you got? About? <clears throat> so uh, I've got other Halloween shit that we just pointlessly need to talk. And then I've got one film I actually do want to gush about. Okay. First of all, Halloween. Rewatched uh, 1978 classic Halloween. And. I feel like I said 78. Now I'm like, is it 78? I'm pretty sure. Seventy eight. Yeah. Black Christmas is 74. (laughs) Um, Which by the way, Black Christmas, holy fuck. One of the greatest movies ever made. So is Halloween. And you know, I just love this movie. Every time I watch it, I get this like scary feeling in my, in my, in my head thinking, is this movie, I say this a lot about like classics. Is this as good as I say it is? Is this as good as people think it is? And am I wrong? And then I watch Halloween, and it is that good. And I do, and it could be nostalgia, but I think it's one of the greatest movies ever made. And it's a combination of the two. I think it definitely is. Also, rewatched Halloween twenty eighteen. Okay, and I- I'd like to speak about something after you say this. Okay, and you know, loved it. I just, I like it a lot. I really like Halloween twenty eighteen. I don't think I'm lighting the world on fire by saying that, but I just want to say, like, here we are a year later. We're waiting on Halloween kills. I really like Halloween 2018. I think the only thing I could say about it that I don't think is amazing amazing is the final confrontation. Um, pretty much just when Laurie's like looking in the closet for an hour, yeah, um, in the, in the dark. dark. I think that's bad, but that's reshot stuff. We know why that happened. Everything else I think is amazing. Again, except for like Doctor Sartain and that whole thing. But like, I've kind of given up on caring about that. I really like this movie. I love the new Strodes. I love. Uh, Karen and, uh, what's her fucking name?
1: Anyways, I don't ask you dog.
0: I I know their names, but anyways, I love them and I can't wait to see more of them and watching it. It got me even more pumped for Halloween kills just because, you know, we got that little teaser and so that little teaser on Halloween this year showed us Halloween kills is kind of more of the night he came home kind of thing. And you know it's more of these characters. And I knew they were going to be in the cast, but it showed like this is them again. And I just can't wait to see more of them. I can't wait to see more of this continuation of Halloween seventy uh, eight. And I love it. And, and and they're bringing back all these fucking people. They're bringing back fucking Tommy Doyle. And oh yeah, Anthony I'm Michael pumped. Hall, huh? That's I'm cool. pumped. I can't wait. I really, really. Allison is her name. You're right. Uh Karen and Allison Strode. Uh anyways, I just think help me twenty eighteen the world. I still think it's awesome. It has the exact same pitfalls I didn't absolutely love about the first movie, but I love the film as a whole. Uh so obviously we know that it's directed by Danny McBride. Yeah. Excuse well, me. Well co written whoa. by Danny McBride, <laughs> uh directed by David Gordon Green. We watched Hot Rod recently, by the way. <laughs> Isn't Hot Rod great? Love Hot Rod. Um My mom, Melissa, and I just started The Righteous Gemstones* on HBO, which is uh, created by uh, Danny McBride, and some of the episodes are directed by uh, David Gordon Green. He plays a Tovangelist, um, but he's actually super corrupt. It's really good. It's really silly. Yeah, you know, I was never, my friends know this about me, shout out to all them, I was never a Danny McBride guy. Okay. In fact, I didn't like him in anything I saw until I saw um, him in Alien Covenant. Okay. I like him in that movie. Other than that, never liked him they announced he was doing he was writing Halloween with David Gordon Green. I was concerned about it. And are, I was wrong. Is, are they writing the sequels? Yeah, oh, and cool. David Gordon Green's writing it. Uh directing it, sorry. Oh, cool. So anyways, Halloween 2018, love it. Um I've got one more thing I it's another rewatch, but I really I really want to gush it. So okay, you got on. another thing, go ahead. I've got several. We'll do another one. Okay. Uh Travis Stevens, The Girl on the 3rd Floor. Yeah, okay, yeah. I haven't uh, seen him, but yeah. Okay, this is another recent film. Um, this stars uh, CM Punk. I don't know what his real name is. Uh, he, he plays a guy by the name of Phil Coke I believe. Or maybe Phil's his real name in real life. I think I'm combining. <laughs> I think I'm combining his real name and his character's name uh, in the film. Anyways, he plays this man. His wife is pregnant. Uh, they've just bought a new house. Um, there's a lot of problems with the house, so he needs to renovate it before they can finally move in. Uh, him and his wife are expecting the house is haunted. Okay. And it's basically E-Dog's nightmare and that, like, everything is, like, a fucking mess. Like, there's a part where... There's... Have you ever watched Hoarders, duh? <laughs> I have, and I'm afraid of ending up there. Oh, like, you... what the fuck's gonna happen with all these toys when I die, duh? I hope they just burn this whole place like, to the what ground. what the fuck is gonna happen? With like, you in it. I, I, yeah. Um, Do you ever, did you ever watch Dirty Jobs? Yeah. Is that, like, your horror movie? Um The scene in It Chapter 2 where he, like, falls into the, like, blood after, like, hitting the dirty syringes.
1: We've already talked about that. As well
0: as Saw 2, right? Yes. Yeah, go ahead. Excuse me. Okay, so there's a part where there's a floor covered in some type of, like, goo. And there's like dead th- th- flies. This is in what film? This is in the girl on the third floor. Okay, go ahead. And there's just like a used condom in it, and he just proceeds to wipe it up with like napkins in his bare hands. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? And I almost feel like that's kind of the like crutch of the film. It's like we're just gonna keep showing you this like nasty stuff that just keeps coming out of the walls, and he's just gonna keep on fucking touching it. Okay, alright. I kinda didn't like it. Alright, I like that. <laughs> These are my favorite reviews you do. <laughs> yeah. And that is uh the girl on the third floor. Okay. Uh Haunted house movie. Um, kind of didn't like kinda it. Kind didn't like it. Yeah. There's just some, there's some, there's some, it's a haunted house film with some gross hot moments that you Dog didn't care for. All right. There you go. Well, I only have one more movie. Okay. I've and, got several. And then, we, and then we've got our list. You want to do one more? I've got several. Well, I know. Go ahead. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to combine several if that's okay. That's great. Okay. In uh, fact, uh I think you should do that on every episode. Okay. Uh, dog loves zombie movies. And there's a couple recent ones. I'm just kidding. Uh, ever after, which is new to shutter. I want to say it was, uh, German. Maybe it was definitely foreign. Um, I didn't give a shit about this film. Uh, ever after ever after. Yes. Okay. Uh, little monsters. Uh, this is, uh, Lupita Nyongos. Yeah. I hope I've pronounced her name correctly. Lupita Nyong'o. Uh, this is a zombie comedy. It's a zombie comedy that you've seen a hundred times, but it's incredibly sweet. A zomcom. Um uh, uh, yes, if it wasn't uh, making me laugh, it was making me want to cry. I love I, it. I really liked it. And side note, the guy who directed it, Abe Forsyth, he's the guy who's now been pinned to direct RoboCop Returns. Shoulder shrug for me, dog. And lastly, uh, gritting teeth emoji. Uh, lastly, uh, uh, Zombieland Two. Uh, I skipped it. You skipped oh, it. I skipped the shit out of it. Let me tell you about Zombieland Two, I dog. Don't, I don't. I'm not shitting on it. I never liked Zombieland, so okay. I didn't even see the sequel. So, uh, you know, I was obviously there for it because of how much I love zombies. Now, if it were called <laughs> Zombieland 2, The Squeakquel, I might have saw it. <laughs> you might have seen it. I it was. I kept waiting for that one joke that was just going to, like, kill me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was chuckling. I was laughing. You They're were ch- chucking and jiving. The, the, the audience seemed to enjoy it. But I was just, like, waiting for that moment where I was just going to, like, fucking, you know, throw my head back and pat my belly because I was laughing so hard. Right. Slap happened. your knee and shit. But let me tell you something, Doc. Uh, Okay, done. I guess because they have money for this film. I don't they know didn't. what the film's budget was, I, I but, guess, but clearly I, they I had get, some money. I guess because they have money. I've never seen zombie action like that before. All right, I like that. I not mean, even in Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. No, nah, not even in zombies. Not even in Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. Which I also rewatched. You know what? It kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Why? I kind of didn't like the the machi the like the the macho ness oh, of it sure. uh, this time around. I don't know if it just kind of always went over my head, but this most recent time, I didn't care for it. I, I want to respond to that real quick. Just so I, I totally understand what you're saying, Dal. That movie's fucking amazing. Like, you don't think so? I still like it, but now I'm like worried about Army of the Dead. Uh, who gives a shit about Army of the Dead? Because it's a new fucking zombie film from him, and I'm afraid. No, it's I know. Be the but like, thing. The Dawn of Dead remakes one of the best fucking remakes ever but i I understand what you're saying but it's still good okay um so it was so so i so i really did like a zombie land too because like i've never seen zombie action like that before and i guess that's what you can do when you have a big fucking budget yeah i've heard that recently yeah yeah okay so those were the you rattled those off yeah well this is the time where i just want to talk about a film i've already seen you've seen we know it we don't have to explain it um, but this is what I just want to take a minute on just to, to actually talk about. And that's the guest. Okay. Dot. Uh, like, so I love the guest. I've loved the guest, but this time is the first year I decided to pull it out for Halloween. Uh, okay. not the day Halloween, but you know, October the season and man, you know, I showed this to to my brother had seen it. I showed it to him when it came out, but we, we showed this to, uh, my brother's wife, Sabra shout out to Sabra. And uh, she loved it. I loved watching it through a new person's eyes, like how ridiculous it is. And, you know, the greatest moment ever in cinema, in my opinion, is Dan Stevens walking in a diner and throwing grenades and smiling. Mm -hmm. Um, Nothing in any movie reaches that height of quite something that appeals to me on every level. Uh, This movie... Almost makes me like want to reevaluate Adam Wingard as a whole. Like, how did he make this? And then he makes I like everything he's done. I honestly, I actually do like everything he's done. And Death Note. I like Death Note. Okay. We, I reviewed it on the pod. I liked it. Um, I love Blair Witch. Um, I like everything he's done. Did you see Godzilla vs. King Kong got pushed back? I did, which okay. is probably good. Okay. Um, I like everything he's ever done, but this film makes me reevaluate him in a way where it's like, bro, you made like almost a masterpiece in, in, in the guest. And so I often just sort of think, you know, when I say often, I mean every day. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I just think, I don't know how he made this movie dot. It's expensive at times. It's bigger than it should be. Why did they get this made? The guest is amazing. What's interesting is I recently saw a thread. Oh, and by the way, Micah Monroe. Uh, yes. I recently saw a thread on Twitter uh, by the producer of the film, Keith Calder. Uh-huh. And he's talking about how they went to so many fucking studios to buy that film and nobody was fucking interested. And then I guess whenever like Netflix picked it up, Netflix picked it up for like, it's like a very like standard deal. Uh, when they buy, like, films. It was, like, $50,000, which what, was, like, What movie are you talking about? The Guest. The Guest, Netflix? Yeah. Well, you know, it, It like, finally Universal, whatever, like, put it out on, like, Blu-ray yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then Netflix came in. Okay, and I see that, what you're saying, yeah. And then that's finally when... So I was going like, to say, it was, like, a Universal Blue. And that's finally when... It found its audience. Yeah. And he was talking about how like he would go to studios to like pitch other films and they would talk about how like they wish they had a film like a guest and like just like how frustrated he is to hear that because he was like, there was a time when we came to you. There was a huge for sale sign on this film and none of you fuckers wanted it. So it's a huge part of me is like, you know, Adam Wingard thinks he's going to go somewhere and sell the guest. Well, the producer, yeah, uh, yeah, um, no one, talking no about one's how... gonna fund that film. We like it, well, but yeah, you know, the, yeah, that was like a strictly independent film, like, right? You know, the producers pay for that themselves, yeah. And he's just talking about how frustrating it is that nobody fucking gave a shit about it, and then once it came out and when it's, and once everybody saw it, now yeah. people care about it. But like, is it a shock that a studio doesn't want to to, to fund a film that is Terminator on Halloween? Yeah, Insanity. Yeah. Um that makes no sense yeah but Micah Monroe I'll uh, I'll find that that thread da I'll send it your way uh, send me that thread da uh. Keith-, Keith Calder he's actually a pretty fire ass producer he did blind spotting as well uh, I can't think good that. to know da yeah hey da do shit talk blind spotting keep going <laughs> da Where else you got <laughs> duh, I'm done da you're done I'm okay I'm just gonna duh. fucking keep going da uh, keep this train I'm gonna, I'm gonna train talk rolling. about some blues I'm gonna talk about some new shit oh my god da no I'm just gonna go ahead da the oh tank We got Tank barking in the other room. Come here, baby Tank. Let me pet you. He says, you've been recording for too long, dog. Bro, he's going to start barking so loud I can already feel it. No, I'm going to pet him because he's a good boy. Okay. Uh, What if there was no dog here and we're just making all this shit up? We just have like a fucking like like a recorder that's making these (laughs) noises. You mean a soundboard (laughs) dog? You know, my dream for this podcast is not to get big, not to make money, not to even have listeners. My dream is to buy a soundboard and the main, the first thing that I install on the soundboard is I just want titty. I just want some titties. Okay. that's it. Okay, this is a new release from Blue Underground, Two Evil Eyes. Yeah. And this was a blind spot in my uh, film repertoire. This is a film I've started and not finished. Really? How? I This is another film that I would always see at Hastings, but I uh, never picked up. What? When did you start it? How did you start it? Uh, what motivated you? I want to say this was on, like, Amazon Prime a while ago. Okay. And I started it and just didn't watch it, essentially. So it's not about the film. I just – I never did watch it. Okay, so Two Evil Eyes. Is two hour long segments based on Edgar Allan uh, Poe stories, and the first one is directed by God George Romero, and the second one is directed by Italian God uh, Dario Argento. And what's interesting is Italian whatever... God would be faulty, but that's okay. Hey, tomato, tomato. Uh, what's interesting? It's actually not tomato, tomato, but that's okay. They're both Italian. Well, I know, but I'm saying your Italian God. I just noticed that you have uh, food in the house, ghoulish vanilla. Am I going to do a Tarotunes? Are you? I can't. I mean, oh. yeah. Okay. Okay. So he has uh soft soap, ghoulish vanilla on his sink. Oh, what's funny is like we had the whole like line, but you know, I wash my hands a hundred times a day. So, you know, we went through yeah. quick, you know, there was I a- have that exact same, uh, because, uh, it matches the ghoul squad. There was the scarecrow. There was the black cat. I think the one was a bat and now defunct podcast. Yeah um go ahead eric so tell us about okay this is uh two evil eyes let's hear it uh when argento was wanting to do this film he originally wanted to have uh craven and carpenter i believe also do segments as well but i guess both of them were like nah fuck you so it was just uh romero and um argento and i was super surprised to see like the lukewarm reception of this film. Like after I watched it, I checked, you know, letterbox IMDb and a lot of people kind of like shoulder shrugged this movie, which I thought was really surprising because I really liked it. Um, maybe just cause I got to see it, you know, brand new, this, this new, you know, remastered in 4k Blu-ray, uh, Romero segment is about, uh, a man, excuse me, a woman who is cheating on her husband, who's worth a lot of money. Uh, they're waiting on him to die, uh, so she can inherit, um uh, his money and she's come up with this plan with her husband's doctor. So eventually he gives up the ghost. They think it's finally time to uh cash in on this man's funds. But even though he's dead, he seems to be pretty active still. Okay, I like that. Okay. Uh the second A- and that is uh this was Two Evil Eyes. This is George Romero's segment. Oh no yeah so that's what I So that's Romero's that's Romero's okay. segment and it's called um uh, the facts in the case of Mister, blah, Blah. Yeah, I forget. I forget the man's name. Is that actually what the title is? Uh, the the title is actually the case in the, the facts in the case of Mister and the whatever his fucking is. I I said Blah because I couldn't <laughs> think of his fucking name. duh. <laughs> I know that. Go ahead, baby tank. Okay, okay. M- okay, tank. We hear you. Okay, and Ar- oh! Oh, 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 come on, baby tank, bro. He's going wild. So our Gento segment uh, is with Harvey Keitel. Okay. He is a crime scene photographer. Uh-huh. And give me a second as I try to recall the events of this segment. Oh. So he starts seeing this girl. Oh, he's already been seeing her. And I guess the stress of his job uh, creates a tension between the relationship. And he kind of just starts killing people because of it. Okay. Uh, that's kind of not what it's at. About at all, um, but it's like Argento being just like fucking weird. Okay, uh, just like for example, um, one of the first crime scene that he goes to, uh, this person has been cut in half by a pendulum, which of course is a is a nod to the Pit and the Pendulum. Uh-huh. But the camera is on the pendulum, so it's just like going back and forth through this already fucking. I, I'm already smiling. Body. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really good. That um. is those are the things i love that a lockdown camera on a pendulum great um, that's good stuff man you know i saw where people were saying like this was kind of like probably like argento's last good because this is like 90 or so wow yeah you know, that's late when he when he started kind of doing like the card player and shit like that <laughs> you know um that this and may have been and his... uh the uh Prang mantis dracula 3d yes that this kind of may have been his like last you know his, like naked daughter films correct uh, I wish I did a better job of uh, of explaining his segment, but ultimately, I really, really liked Two Evil Eyes. I thought it was really, really nice. cool. Yeah. What's uh, your favorite Argento? Period. I guess I would just say Suspiria. Yeah. Same here. I was uh, gonna. I was, I was. interested if you would just like say something else because everything is good. Like Tenebrae, I think is a fucking insanely good movie. You know what? I keep wanting to rewatch is Opera. It's oh, probably yeah. been like a decade since I've seen it, and I it put like out a that- new blue of it from who? uh scorpion okay i feel like that film just regularly like pops up in my head as like you should rewatch that film yeah i just can remember like a character running on the countryside and then obviously the the nails under the eyes yeah um so let's uh, keep but talking obviously suspiria i mean there's nothing else are there. you gonna pick up that 4k you know i j- i spent a lot on that release that they just did and it looks great did you buy the special edition or just the one that they would come out the non non I bought the one that came out with later but it's the new 2k scan I think it looks gorgeous I, I think it's I just have a hard time the thing is okay here I'll make this quick if there was a Suspiria blue that was old which actually I don't think there was in the US and I had that and then they put this 4k out I would buy that this is like the same master but in a better resolution I'm good Right. Like they, it's not. I don't. To my knowledge, it's not a new scan. And the scan that they had was all by Tavoli and all that shit. Um, he like supervised it and all that. Like, dude, that that Blu-ray is insane. Like everybody should buy the Suspiria Blu-ray from Synapse and watch that shit. Go ahead. Uh, so I want to keep talking Argento. Sure. One of Severin's recent releases was a film called Wax Mask. Oh yeah, you, yeah. And I just want to give some quick uh, behind the scene facts of this film. Uh, Argento originally wanted Fulci to direct this, but he passed away before production started. Uh, Fulci is credited with co-writing both the story and the screenplay. Uh, Instead, Sergio Stivaletti directed it. Stivaletti worked on the effects for Phenomena, Opera, Demons, and Cemetery Man. And the cinematography was shot by a dude by the name of Sergio Solvati, who shot Zombie and the fucking Beyond. So this is like horror badasses... Come together for one film. Gotcha. Uh, this movie kind sucked, dude. I kind, I kind of could. <laughs> I already knew that's kind because, of where because, it was going because it was. It's 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 like a '90s Italian horror film, and I feel like by this time, um, the ball has already flown. Okay, I'm just making up fucking like fucking, uh, fucking. Adjectives, uh, phrases. Uh, you know, the ball has flown from the refrigerator by this point. Um, so it's about a man who runs a wax museum. Uh, the figures are incredibly lifelike. It's because he's doing something nefarious. Oh, okay. So at the same is time, is it as good as the House of Wax remake? No, not even close. House
1: so wax, the wax Mask is- isn't good.
0: No. <laughs> okay. You, you know, I liked it. Yeah. Th- There's some titties. There's there some, some what? There's some titties. There's some okay gore, and it was exciting to see to know that all these people who worked on other really good Italian horror films worked on this. Um, and at the same time, uh, Severin released Wax Mask. They also release Killer Crocodile. Right, I saw that, and this is another thing I picked up. Uh, Killer Crocodile is like these young kids who are environmentalists. They're like in like South America somewhere. They learn that there's this evil corporation and they are dumping their toxic chemicals in this fucking river. Think, you huh. know. What does that sound like? Cannibal Holocaust. Think Cannibal Furox. Uh, think. Return welcome, of the Living Dead. Think Welcome to the Jungle. Yep. I said Welcome to the Jungle, you son. Dimension of Extremes. Bitch. Yep. Welcome to the Jungle. But instead of cannibals, you've got this huge ass fucking crocodile. Who's okay. Obviously eating people. It's this big mechanical. Um, beast it's a cool you know okay, puppet eaten alive there. or killer crocodile you're talking about the Umberto Bava cattle film eaten alive nope I am talking about the Toby Hooper crocodile film oh killer crocodile by a mile oh really by a mile even yeah. though there's the smooth talking shucking and jiving uh, Robert England Robert England yeah um really? So Killer really. Crocodile is good? Because I, I like Eating Alive. I had a blast with Killer Crocodile. I think you would you would enjoy Killer Crocodile because okay. it's clearly just a Jaws riff. Let me ask you this real quick. Does it have people screaming in hysteria for the final 45 minutes of the film and limbs being eaten bitten off? Okay. Um and it's just so wacky in some of the decisions, like there's a part where this character is trying to fight the crocodile, but he's just not having any luck. So another, so another character like throws them their hat, and the way the the hat is shot, like spinning, and the way he catches it, and all of a sudden he has like power to fight the crocodile. It's like weird ass shit, like this. Okay, uh, that made me like Killer Crocodile. It was like these like what the fuck moments. Right. In addition to this cool ass looking monster slash gore. Okay. Um, cool. I, I like this so far. I would recommend you watch Killer Crocodile. Wow. Um, uh, part two picks up right after part one with the same characters and the wackiness just consumes I mean continues Uh, consumes was actually where where do you find time to watch Killer Crocodile 1 and Killer Crocodile 2 let me tell you why you motherfucker because as I just named all those fucking people that worked on wax masks, Gennetto De Rossi. De, De, he just made that up. Gennetto. De, 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 he just <laughs> made that. Fuck you, da, you dog. He just, you, just made t- that name you, dog, up, let dog. Let me tell you who Gennetto De Rossi is. Okay. That motherfucker. Not dude. Giovanni Radisi. No, G- no. Dog, you're getting me confused with all these fucking <laughs> Italian names. No, Gennetto De Rossi. Look, I didn't even got that fucking name in my fucking phone. Like, I just came up off the top of my head. That's the motherfucker who did the gore for Zombie and alexander asia's high tension okay this motherfucker did the gore and the fucking creature effects for killer crocodile and he directed killer crocodile 2 of course i'm gonna fucking watch killer crocodile killer crocodile 2 is even better than killer crocodile 1 no There's shit the part where the motherfucker has to ride the crocodile no i'm just like nah this is my shit right When are you going to let me borrow it, Don? Probably never because I really don't loan out films. Whenever right. I go to my mom's house now to watch films, I usually just, you know, I finally started redeeming my digital right. copies No, it's perfect for you so no one has to touch anything you own. Exactly. And Brilliant, so, you not know, yeah. I just, you know, boom, digital copy. Yep. Okay. I've got several more. I, You know what? I'm going to cut out a few and I'm just going to go with two more. Okay? Use we still book? have a topic coming. <sighs> Stick with us, boys. All right, right, two Two, <laughs> two, two recent releases. Both of these I really liked. Okay, one, I one I saw. It seems to be a general. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A general consensus. Consensus. Okay, I like it. And then I've seen other. And then with the other film, I've seen people don't like the two films I'm talking about are Bliss, Joe Bigos, Joe yes. Bigos. Yes. Yeah. 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 Bliss, Bigos, and the Furies. Have you heard of the Furies? I've heard of it. I, I haven't seen any of these because I don't apparently watch new films. Mm-hmm. I feel like a piece of shit in the last two episodes. Mr. Tank, uh, the dog has come in here and he's being very quiet, which is shocking. Okay, so let me talk Bliss and the Furies, and then we'll get on to our main topic. Uh so the Furies is a What if I played it while you were talking? I we need fine. a sound we need a soundboard, Dot. We do. I so, just won't. To- so uh, The Furies is a slasher film. Uh, this woman, uh, she gets knocked out, and all of a sudden she like wakes up in this fucking like farm-looking uh, area. Uh, it's like a forest slash farm area. Okay? And there's not one, but there's multiple mass serial killers uh, trying to kill her. And I'm like, okay, this is interesting. And here's where it gets even more interesting. They're fighting each other as well, but I don't want to say why. And it's actually pretty neat, and there's a super logical reason why not only are these – and they're really creepy looking too – why these mass killers are not only trying to kill – and there's multiple women. It's not just her. Not only trying to kill these women, but also try to kill um, themselves. And there's some gnarly fucking gore okay. in this. Like, if all these films I just fucking talked about on the pod tonight, if you only took away one film to watch, I would tell you to watch the fucking Furies. Really? Yeah. Wow. Like, it took me back that much. Um, and I guess what was neat was, as I just, you watch this? it's on Shudder. Okay. Um, as I just said, uh, it's, it's multiple mass killers, not only trying to kill women, but themselves. Um, and then the reason behind it, which I won't say, I felt like the guy who wrote and directed this was like trying something new. And that's just such a tired fucking genre slashers that if you're going to give me something new and if, even though it doesn't entirely stick the landing, like I'm going to praise you for being original. Uh huh. So I really like the furies. Fuck man, and it's on Shutter. It's currently uh, streaming on Shutter. I gotta write that one down. Uh, the other film, Joe Bigos' Bliss. Joe Bigos. Joe Bigos this is making my top ten. Now. Really? Okay. Cool. This is about this woman. Uh, she is a artist, and you learn that she's having just the worst artist block of her life at the moment. And the painting that she's currently trying to finish uh, is like past due. Like she's supposed, like uh, somebody has already like paid for it. They've like given her the money up front and now they're expecting this piece to be done and she just can't pump it out, okay? And you learn that she loves just getting fucked up. You learn that she loves just doing drugs. And the way lo- and the way lo- that's portrayed in the film, it's almost like fucking annoying. It's okay. like, oh yeah, drug addicts fucking suck. But here's the kicker. She gets turned into a vampire. <laughs> okay, so, I like it. So as she's trying to finish uh, this fucking painting... Now she's not only lusting for uh, drugs, but now she's lusting for blood. Can she finish this painting? It is just dirty. It's fucking grimy. There's ass eating. I loved it. I was gonna say it doesn't sound too bad. It's Doc no, Bliss is fucking sick. I love it, now. Bliss is fucking sick. So that's that's all I got. I'm super excited that uh, he already has a new movie coming out in January. Have you heard of about VFW? No. Uh, so it's about it's Stephen Lang. Okay, yeah. Uh, Avatar, and, Stephen and, Lang? Uh, well, Don't Breathe. Uh, Avatar, which, Stephen Lang. Which I just rewatched. Okay. And, duh. The scene when Stephen Lang. Uh, no simply, spoilers. He's simply known as the blind man. He turns off all the lights in the house. Yeah. The way that's shot, holy fuck. Like, I was going to text you. Like, duh, I'm watching don't, don't Breathe, and this lights off sequence is incredible. Yeah. Um, I'm waiting to show it to Ben and Saber. They haven't seen it. Oh, they're going to love it. And also Jane Levy, um, VFW, Stephen Lang, Fred Williamson, a couple other older actors. They have to defend their VFW from like monsters. Okay. I'm in. And that sounds like right up my fucking Yeah, It alley. sounds awesome. Um, that's all I fucking got. All right. Duh. That's all I got. And with that, that concludes a oh, way too long. What we've been watching, because I'm, we still... I almost feel like our segment's going to be like 10 minutes, now that we went through all that fucking We shit. will find but out, at least and we, I feel like you overprepared for 10 but, minutes. But at least we Just finally, like you always do. At least we finally have a topic. Yeah, like the absolutely. last couple episodes, we're just like, oh, this is what we saw. It's I almost theater. feel like we're going to gaslight people, like, hey, we have a topic, like, listen to it, and then we're going to do like 10 minutes and be like, later, guys. Yep. Okay. So, um, well, hang on, because first of all, we have to play... Eric Coffin's Terra Tunes. Oh shit, do we still have to do Eric Coffin's Terra Tunes? Let me do a Tunes. Yeah, do a Tunes. Okay, Sorry. No. I was gonna play the but it's not time for that. No. Nope. Because what it's time for is Eric Coffin's Terra Tunes. Eric Coffin's Terra Tunes. Fuck you, Eric, fuck you. Uh, fuck you, Eric, fuck you. Two thousand nineteen has been a uh terrific year for horror punk okay I, I, I open up my fucking music app on my phone and it's just like holy fuck it's fucking banger after banger you know in terms you know what album. you see when you open it you like see a, one two three fuck it's just like it I'm just like you want me to pick a best at the end of this fucking year nobody wants you to but that's okay go ahead and what's been terrific is not only has there been like uh new shit from like uh, genre mainstays like Calibri's uh, there's been a bunch of bands that like I've never even fucking heard of. Up and comers. Right. By and the way, Michael Chromance is back. I, I saw the article, the headline. So I always talk about a horror punk website called The Dead House, where I get a lot of horror punk news. Do you think that The Dead House makes money? No, in fact, I haven't seen anything. You think from the, they lose money. In fact, I haven't seen anything from the Dead House in, like, years. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Probably then. the last time I said the Dead House on this fucking <laughs> okay. <app> pod. <laughs> okay, so, go ahead, Eric. But now there's something new. Okay, now there's an Instagram account called HorrorPunks USA. This is an ad. And I feel like this is now where I'm finding... Uh, new horror punk bands, and what's cool about horror punks USA is like you're not gonna see Calabrese on there. They like are you gonna see the Jasons? You're not gonna see the Jasons. I feel like they predominantly feature bands that uh you know they're new, they're unheard of, which is great for E That means I'm finding new horror punk bands, and one of the bands I recently found is a band called Meteor King. I'm, you know, I'm strolling through the gram, right? You're riding along, you're driving along, and there's this. Here mother... comes the meat wagon, Here. and and Horror Punx USA has posted a live video of this band Meteor King, where the singer is in a full body skeleton suit, and I'm like, yep. E Dog's gonna check out Meteor King. You saw that full body skeleton suit and, and you thought, what, That was it. That was it. That was I was done. I was in the bag. And fortunately, they had just put out an album in October. Thank God. Obviously, October is a fire time to release new horror punk albums. And they have a song on their latest EP, Sam Hain We Rain, titled Ghoul Patrol. Not Ghoul Squad, but Ghoul Patrol. And I believe the song is about the video game Zombies Ate My Neighbors, and here is Ghoul Patrol. So, uh, I've seen that they have other shit uh uh so far, this is the only thing I've picked up from Meteor King, but this is definitely a horror punk band that I'm gonna keep in my sights and you found it on an Instagram, yeah, horror punk's u s a and what's funny is like I don't know what came first, but I see they tag other Instagram accounts where it's like other countries have their own version of this, really of yeah. the Instagram account, right, like there's other Instagram's accounts where it's like, do people uh, follow this other than you? I assume uh you know you but, don't know but i i don't well i don't follow the other countries horror punks so what i'm getting at, i is just it's... meant the instagram account that you do follow oh yeah like 10 you know what dog? i'll go look for you right now. <laughs> like 15 but you know you know so there so i just talked about horror punks usa but there's sure. like there's horror punks canada there's horror punks mexico you know and, and they're all what they got? Now, now is the time to be a horror punk yeah okay dog, that's what i got well, that was awesome, Dawg. It was a great song. Thank you. We all heard it. It was I so th- good. I just think that's funny that you say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The Horror Punks USA has 1,409 <laughs> 1, followers. 1,000? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Following <laughs> is, By the way, I, I, I am in no way... We have less than 1,000, by the way. Following 1,807. So they follow more people. Any Dog's not one of them. Nice. And which bumps we have out. less followers than yeah. that. Yeah. I I was I saw I'm strolling along the ground. You're just strolling along. You're strolling. And I see an account called X Unholy Passion X, and I'm like, oh, is this another band? You know. So I click on it. I click on it, and it's a private account. It's the guitarist of Zombies, and I'm like, do I try? I would. Do I hit the follow? Edoc hit the follow. Not only did I get approved, I got the follow back. And that concludes. This portion of the podcast, which is titled Eric Coffin's Terra Tunes. Eric Coffin's Terra Tunes. A fuck you, E Dog, fuck you. A fuck you, E Dog, fuck you. You know what's funny is you call me E Dog, and now there's a real dog in the house. Yeah, there is a dog. And yeah. he's being quiet, which is um appreciated. He's a, he's a good boy. Okay, So let's I guess we're on to our main topic now. Play that theme. And now it's time to play that theme. Because it's time. For our feature presentation, our top five camp slashers that we've been just horribly delaying. What's funny is, like, I think feel we like were going to do this you in like May. April. Yeah, we wanted this to be a summer episode. Yeah, I think it was April. And that's how long we are terrible at recording. So hit the music. <laughs> Okay, Eric, I think we're about two and a half hours in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's time. Well, what is our list here, Ida? Okay, I said summer camp slashers, and I have tweaked that definition a little bit by uh, some of the films I have on my list don't actually take place during the summer. Um, but I decided to include them. And they're not them. slashers, but I still included no, them. No, no, they're slashers, but I decided to include them because they feature... Something that you would see in a summer camp slash, such as like activities that the kids participate in, okay uh like they're playing tennis, uh they're fucking you know, maybe there's a pool they're swimming in. or they're just fucking, there's some titties, yeah right. example uh sure i i was I was a little lenient on the term summer camp, like uh one of them's not so much a camp, but there's a forest nearby, so I decided to include um, this film <laughs> do you remember <laughs> do you remember we used to uh we used to always I used to have a segment on the podcast called Eric's Arbitrary Exclusions. Yes, I remember. And this is Eric's and Arbitrary Exclusions. And what's taken its place is uh, giving Ben shit for not liking crawl. That's correct. Yes. Well, we can still do both. Okay. So do you want to do honorable mentions? I would have a few honorable mentions. I do as well. I have a few honorable mentions, and I also have a few films that I don't give a fuck about. Okay, me too. Okay. Well, I have one film I don't give a fuck about. And you want to get out of the way? You want to start this thing off with a bang? Sure. And I feel like this may be blasphemous. I don't give a fuck about Madman. No way, da! Because not Madman too. That was what I was gonna say. Da! Here, hang on, Madman. Fifty minutes of waiting for people to die. Not good characters. I died. That I'm not kidding. When you said this episode, I thought I'm gonna have to say I don't. I'm not kidding. I'm gonna have to say don't like Madman. I don't like Madman either. And Eric's gonna yell at me. Nope. That and, is crazy, and you know da. what? I've tried so many Me times. Me too. I've watched I have that the blue multiple da. times. I bought the Vinegar Syndrome yep. Blue and I've watched it three times. There, I, uh, Joe Bob did an episode of The Last Drive in with Madman. I watched that and each time I'm just. I like, thought maybe I was too tired the first time I tried uh, to watch it. I tried to watch it again. G. I don't like Madman, da. Good score. That's about what Good where it score. Ends. Cool idea. Cool premise. It's bad. It's I, about where it ends. I don't like Madman. Da, that is so funny because did you hear me? I was setting up to say, let's get this out of the way. Let's start off with the bang. I don't like Madman. And you brought it up. I don't like Madman either, Da. Mm-mm. So that's not an honorable mention for me. Now, I'm not shitting on it. Just don't like it. I don't know. It just didn't catch me. I've tried. I've watched and it way, times. And by the way, we love slashers. We do. So I should love Madman. So Madman, I'm not into. Um, I have an honorable mention here that I'm just going to drop because – I love the film. I actually do and I actually want to bring it up here. This should really be my number 6. And I'm actually kind of serious. I originally didn't like this film and I'll I'll say what it is. And I actually kind of thought, "Wow, maybe I'm maybe I'm crazy cuz people really like this sequel to this movie that I really don't get." But I rewatched it. And It's Sleepaway Camp 2. Sleepaway Camp 2 is my number 5. So go ahead. And it's really really good. It's a lot of fun. I feel like this is what a slasher should be in terms of like enjoyment. Yeah. It's going to give us these fun characters. You know what? You know what it turned fun out? Fun deaths. So titties. I also watched uh Sleepaway Camp 3 in okay. preparation for this. Okay. That is what I thought 2 was, right. which I think I, 3 sucks. I agree 3 is inferior. And I think 2 has characters you know I'm not saying it's, like, in-depth character development. But they're really fun, really good characters. Yeah. And uh, I cared about the people by the end of the film, and Angela was killing them. And I thought, you know what? This is cool. Sleepaway yeah. Camp 2 is cool, dude. But you know what I'm saying? I cared about these people in Sleepaway Camp 2. Right. Um, So if you want to just talk it now, that's fine. But, yeah, Sleepaway Camp 2, it, w- it would really be my number six. Okay. Uh, but I really like it. Uh, Well, before I jump into Sleepaway Camp yeah, 2. Yeah, keep, keep going, Doug. Uh, the uh, honorable mentions I had. Uh, this is one that you're going to say is not a camp slasher, but it takes place in the forest. Okay. The Ranger. Sure. Which I really liked. And one that I'm super surprised didn't make my top five, The Final Girls. Oh, wow. I love the fucking Final Girls and I'm surprised that, um, well, The, the Final f- Girls made my top five. the The films I'm about to say They're like bangers. Sure. They're all like the safest bet ever. Well, I did what I do with my list, which is I I, I made some rules that I felt like, okay, for instance, if I was going to make a list of my actual favorite films that revolve around a camp, all five of them would be Friday the 13th. Okay. So I only included one Friday the 13th. Same here. Um, so as I just said, uh, number five for me is a uh, sleepaway camp Two: unhappy campers. Yes. And it's basically like everything that we both said together. You're talking about how much you enjoy these characters. Yeah. I talk about how it's just kind of like a straightforward, like slasher, like it understands what a slasher film is and what it needs to be to be fun. But, but part of that, and, and I totally agree, but part of that for me, I think is forgotten. A lot of times when people, we talk about this a lot, when people bring up slashers, they think, Oh, you just kill dumb kids and it's good. hmm the slashers we like, you have to like the people that are dying. Oftentimes, we're rooting for the killer. Yeah. So, it's a plus if you can also like the kids as well. Right. And and I really like the kids in, right. in Unhappy Campers. That's Unhappy Campers, right? Yeah, because the third one is Teenage Wasteland, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Sleepaway Camp 2, I totally agree. I mean, I just, you know, re-watching it, I was like, oh, here we go. Like, last time I watched it, I just didn't like it. This time, I was like, damn, this is great. Yeah. So, I really, really, really like Sleepaway Camp 2 agree and that's your number five that's my number five so we're already there i'm sorry we're already rolling we're already rolling wait lay, lay your number five on me. okay so my number five again really isn't a camp slasher but it's a summer slasher and uh i don't have a lot to say about it i've only seen it once but it's just before dawn oh okay i've never seen this so it's just a really good mean-spirited woods slasher <laughs> this is what madman should be okay and it's just really good. There's a lot of weird creepiness. There's like some like weird noise that the the killer makes out in the woods. Is he messed? I don't believe so. Okay. Um, it's been a while. I have the Code Red Blue, uh, which is pretty uh, rare hard to obtain, yes. right, uh, and hard to watch. And what's fucked up is like the DVD is like twenty plus dollars on Amazon. Yeah, I have the Code Red Blue, and uh, it's good. Yeah, just before dawn. I mean, I'll talk more about the next films. It's a it's it's a good film. That takes place in the woods, which is like summer camp. And uh, it's a slasher that I feel like is underseen. When I saw it, I was like, you know what? This is underseen. It is a gem. It is good. Just before dawn. It's kids hiking in the woods get taken over by like kind of like a family of fuck-ups, but really just one person. And uh, really weird and mean-spirited. So just before dawn would be my number five. And then the the rest of the four I will gush about. Okay. Uh number 4 is a film that we've talked about at length uh on this uh-huh. uh Uh all of these films by the way we've talked at length about, right? Uh, that's actually very fair <laughs> to say cuz we we actually already did a slasher uh episode, episode? but okay, it was but not now we're talking about camps. Right, but all these it films take place in a forest. I think these all five of my it films at place summer. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Uh, I'm talking about my favorite Friday the 13th film. Uh Friday the 13th 5. Well, wow, that's your number 4. Beginning. That's my number 4. Wow. But dawg, wait till I say 1 2 and 3. Okay, I can't wait, Dom. I'm just on pins and needles waiting for cuz they're all fucking uh bangers. Uh da, what do we say about Friday the Yeah, 13th da, but five? part 5 is awesome. Uh that, Danny Steinman. Yeah, that we haven't already uh said before. Uh, it's just the it, it's the sleaziness that I want in a slasher film. Right? And Uh, Roy. You know, not not gore because, you know, Friday the 13th suffered from uh, the NPA, you know, cutting them down so much. This film features... I don't want to say, but it features someone being hit in the stomach with an axe holding a Snickers. Yes, and it also... Uh, features ooh baby ooh baby ooh baby ooh baby but it also features i'm gonna cut you bitch oh <laughs> now you're gonna get it bitch <laughs> Goddamn it's a lot of yep uh so of course the wacky shit like that uh you know jason voorhees is obviously my favorite mainstream uh slasher not jason but that's okay uh uh fuck you <laughs> um i love this film da- i love part five i, I part, mean part. Over the years, you know, your love for it has kind of bled into me. Like I always liked it, but it is so good. And you know, when you start comparing it to like Jason Takes Manhattan or even Part Seven, which I like Part Seven more than Jason Takes Manhattan, like Five is like really good compared to shit like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I know, but it's like, oh, it's not Jason. Like that's part of the problem. No, like that movie that's, well, is awesome. Problem. I like you know, if you're gonna try something new, Edog's gonna applaud you for it. Sure. Even if you don't stick your line. New decade, new rules. Yeah. Um. Did you see that cavity covers is having like a? I don't know if it's Ca- tomorrow? cavity covers or cavity colors. Got it, tomato, tomato. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's tomorrow or Friday, but they're having like a big sale. It's Friday, though. And one of the things that they is the saw Jason on, X. I missed it the first time around. I'd love I it if I could get it. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get in on the fright rag sale. Oh, okay. Um. So, anyways. That was your number four, and it was? Uh Friday the thirteenth, five, and new beginning. So my number four is a film we've gushed a lot about, and all, all the rest of these all are. Uh my number four, Camp Slasher, is The Final Girls. Okay. Love this movie. So I love it too. You know, we've talked a lot about it. This film has this massive heart beating in the middle of it. Absolutely. And, you know, Eric and I are devoted saps, you know, for some for whatever reason, I think most Everything makes me cry now. So I don't know if it's because I'm over 30 and people I've loved have died. But or maybe anything, you're going through menopause. Everything just makes me cry now, duh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, in a certain way, like not to sound like a fucking, uh, me too is what I was going to say. So like I call it being a sap because no matter what, like if it's like, oh, so-and-so's parents died, which well, I mean, big surprise uh, coming from me. But, you know, that'll kill me. But, like, I just, I love that this film is, like, it, it it almost could be stupid. You know, it has Thomas Middleditch in it. It has fucking uh, Adam Devine. They could be annoying. It could turn into, like, some joke. And it is funny. But then somehow it's Tysa Farmiga and, which, by the way, any film with a Farmiga and it, it's good with me. But uh, Tysa Farmiga and then the mom is uh, Malin Ackerman. Correct. Correct. And I just love their relationship. I love uh you know, it's funny because it kind of reminds me of Happy Death Day in a way because it has a very similar through line for Happy Death Day with the parent. Well, big surprise we both like that as well. Um yeah, Final Girls is awesome and then you know, it's just a cool slasher, a lot of fun slasher jokes. But again, the main thing for me was just how big of a heart it has and how like sweet it is and how it's like it it doesn't mind pushing like an overly emotional story into like a slasher joke, film. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like final Girls. So that's my number four. Good pig doc. Yeah. Duh. So I guess we're at three now and I am going with the burning. Me too. Oh, nice. Me too. They da. So good. Because, we the because together. now, because now it's time to talk the burning. We've talked it a lot. We've had it in fucking every list is ever done. This is basically a I, remix of previous episodes that we're currently doing. When, when we did our top five non-franchise uh, slashers. slashers, The Burning was my number one. Oh, so that's interesting to see what's going to be your one now, huh? Yeah. Uh, the Burning is uh, a couple of kids are playing a trick on the Cropsy uh, maintenance man at their um, uh, summer camp, uh, as Keegan just said, known as uh, Cropsy. Uh, interestingly, madman is also supposed to be based on the Cropsey legend, uh, Cropsey, a much worse film, uh, Cropsey. If I remember correctly, the actual like story, the actual legend is about a man who escaped an insane asylum and then would kidnap kids and then kill them in derelict buildings in New York. Yeah. So there was a documentary called Cropsey. I never watched it, but I know what you're talking about. I watched it and then they did a sequel called killer legends and it's about like local, Town legends um yeah you got it right okay uh but in the burning uh these kids they uh they try to play a joke on uh, jason alexander uh moors moops um and this prank goes wrong these kids set uh cropsy on fire he suffers these uh hideous burns on his body And the film gets really nasty there for a moment. Like, I almost feel like it takes it it becomes closer akin to like Maniac when he when he first gets out of the hospital and he yeah, it's fucked up. And he kills that prostitute Um, or the 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 New York Ripper almost. um, Yeah, for a moment it goes from slasher to like grimy ass New York sleaze serial killer film, uh, which is awesome, of course. And then it take then it goes back to being a camp slasher. Where there's just great surprises and terrific gore effects done by none other than seventy three year old Tom Savini, yeah, I mean, I totally agree. the kids are awesome, all the characters are good, the writing is great uh I can't remember the the except for the one guy you know before Halloween two thousand and eighteen, there was the burning. Do you get my joke no <laughs> that there's a stock sequence at the end that goes on for way too long, yes, okay, that is true. But, but I mean, this also has take the greatest the film, image in slasher film history, which is a serial killer with a flamethrower. Well, that's not what I was going to say. Okay, which is the fucking uh, like garden shears. Oh right, reaching up into the Duh. air. I remember there's, that. There's... That that is that is top moments Duh. in horror history. That moment. There are certain when films. when he fucking busts out. There are certain films. Brilliant that I have watched in my life that have created such an impact on me that I remember where I was, (laughs) Um, the feeling that emitted from me because of just how good it was, just how like shocked I was. Uh, And the three films that immediately come to mind that made me feel like that was the original night of the living dead reservoir dogs and the mist. But that sequence that you're talking about definitely is one of them where I was just like, Holy fuck, like discovering that film for the first time, sitting in my fucking room at my mom's house, watching it on like a 13-inch TV and just yeah. being blown away by this fucking shitty-ass MGM DVD I just bought. I remember- This it was, is like last week. I remember the Tuesday was supposed to come out. For some reason, Hastings had already out, had it out on Saturday. Yeah. And like just running home. I probably skated. Just like skating home and just discovering the burning- And it's just incredible. It's Uh, such a good slasher. It's not only the gore that follows, but it's also just that freeze frame whenever he's, he has the shears in the air with them open and you're like, he comes from a canoe. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the fucking moments in horror. Like that's borderline Argento shit in that fucking slasher movie. The burning is amazing. Of course it has all those things and the gore, but I also like the kids it's so good. I mean, there's nothing you can possibly say to further the burning. I love it. You're right. The ending does suck, but there you go. Okay. So that was our number three. Yeah. So so we're, 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 we're cruising through this top main list <laughs> uh, as quickly as Deep we can. Keep this terrain like. rolling. So let's go for number two. My number two might be a little controversial. Do you want to go first? For sure. Your number two. My number two is a film that could be controversial as well. Okay. This is called Sleepaway Camp. I'm not going to say anything. Right. So we can do that. So, so let's let's hang on. I'll do you, me and then talk. we'll do you. So first of all, uh, you know, Sleepaway Camp is – so we're going to – why don't I wait to talk it with Eric? But uh, this film and my next film, you know, they go hand in hand to me. You know, Sleepaway Camp is a classic. I think Burning is as well. But I, I think Sleepaway Camp is, when I say classic, classic, classic. Like – one of the most important horror films that exists. And while I think the burning is as well, I think like Sleepway Camp's more iconic. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like it's almost bigger. And uh, the things it has in it's insane. The chef, the weird. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It's just, it's fucked. Sleepway Camp is fucked. It's amazing. The characters, by the way, I, again, you know, I don't just say characters just to say that. Like, I love when you care about the people in the film, even if that means you don't like them. Like the mean girl in the movie, a a great character. Um, Love Sweet Bay Camp. We'll get to it. Let's do Eric's number two. Okay. Uh, It is Thanksgiving Eve, so fittingly, my number two is not a camp slasher. Blood Rage. Blood Rage, yeah. Why? Blood Rage is so fucking good. So just, just 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 for starters, it's such a good slasher. Thing. So I recently, last Thanksgiving, made my, bro- so you, my, you my brother. So my brother came home in a body bag. This holiday season, <laughs> you'll be coming home. Okay, so Blood Rage is the film that I kept. Well, is the reason why I kept saying that I tweaked my uh, definition of a summer slasher. It takes place in a forest. They're doing summer activities, and it's a slasher film. That is why I decided to include it. Sure. Uh, recently showed this to my brother and his wife. I bring this up because they're normal people. My brother loves film. Saber likes movies. But they're normal people. They don't watch things like Blood Rage. I showed it to them and I watched it through their eyes. And how fire ass was it? I love Blood Rage. Yeah, Blood I Rage think, is incredible. I think the most important scene to me in Blood Rage has no gore. All it is... Is the mom bringing the pie. The pie. Yep. He grabs it with his bare hands and And throws throws it it (laughs) against against the wall. Smacks it against the wall. And to me, that's Blood Rage. So, Eric, tell me why you like Blood Rage. Okay. uh, So, Blood Rage. It's pumpkin pie, by the way. Okay. So, so Blood Rage um, is these two young boys. Uh, they're at the drive-in with their mother and the mother's boyfriend, and they're making out, and they're pretending to be asleep, and they decide to escape from the car while the mother is occupied. Um, when And these two brothers are twins. That's very important, pivotal part of this story. Um, so one of the twins— Borderline pointless, but yes. <laughs> I mean, it's like the crutch of the film. Certainly, right? certainly the crutch. So one of the uh, twin brothers finds a hatchet, Something like that. And and murders a, a young girl in her car. Finally, it kind of reminds me of pieces almost, like how weird this opening is. Yeah, a uh, child killing yes. another person. Yes, you're 100% right. Uh, when attention is finally geared towards what this child has done, uh, the kid who actually committed the murder blames the innocent brother, and the innocent brother is locked up for X amount of years. Uh, flash forward to, um, I guess, their teens Uh, It is Thanksgiving Day, and all this time, the brother who committed the murder has been loose, and the innocent, not crazy brother gets loose. He returns to an apartment complex that the mother uh, manages, and the crazy brother starts killing kids, but starts blaming it on the innocent uh, brother, and insanity just ensues in terms of violence and gore. Yeah. I mean, I love Blood Rage. Yeah. Um. It's not cranberry sauce. It's not cranberry sauce. I, you know, I bring up, you know, showing it to normal people because I think it's a film where, like, you know, when we're talking something like even Sleepaway Camp, like that's a film, like right? That's like a great movie. It's fucked. It's weird. It's crazy. But it's not Blood Rage, and Blood Rage has like I don't even know how to explain. It's almost madcap how insane like the mom is like screaming and yelling on the phone and you know what's get fucked me up? i need to talk to my husband like just being <laughs> fucking wild on the phone and you know what's... and every performance is up to like three thousand. and what's wild ass is uh the dude who plays uh it's one actor yeah who plays the which twins. he does fantastic yeah. and while i was watching it i was like this has to be uh, two two different dudes, but no, it's the same dude. Yeah, he, every so time he's I, able to flip it from manacle to, I guess manacle because even the innocent brother ma- is maniacal crazy because of how he's been framed. um When I when I watch Blood Rage, every time manacle, maniacal, tomato, tomato, I think that there's two. Di- I I swear there's two people. Yeah, for real. Like that's how good it is. Now I'm not saying it's like some, you know. Fucking Leonardo! It's, it's not Leonardo DiCaprio. We're not saying it's. I heard you paint houses, right? It's more of, I buy that there's two people. <laughs> <Right>. that's, <laughs> that's fair. No, that's, which, cool. which that's fair. Which I think is an accomplishment. That's fair. I really yeah. think that's an accomplishment. Yeah. Um, I love blood rage. Absolutely. Love it. Um, again, no scene that explains blood rage more than when the son grabs a piece of the pumpkin pie and throws it at the wall. Mm-hmm. That that is blood rage to me. Super good. So that's, that's, that, that is my number two camp slasher because they do camp light themes sure. in the film. Okay, number one, da. Uh, let's hear. It. I, I if you have Sleepaway Camp at two, what the fuck is your number one? So my number one, you're you're gonna make fun of. I have really good reasons. You wanted you you sent me. I want to do summer camp slashers. Yes. Okay. And do do you, you want to know what I think is the best? I want you to hear this correctly. Summer camp slasher. Yes. Summer Camp. Summer Camp. So I came up with, based on that criteria, Friday the 13th. Period. Period. Okay. Because, to me... It's a Summer Camp. It's slasher. almost the only Summer Camp slasher. Um, the The Summer Camp movie in the franchise. There are other films that, of course, feature Summer Camp. But for whatever reason the counselors trying to build out the summer camp to me feels the most summer camp like. And when you bring up the topic, I think that that's, and so, and that's, and that's a compliment to the film, which is, it is so like, Oh, what's summer camp. It's the original Friday the 13th film. Like that's what it is. You know, they have the archery range. They have the, you know, swimming on the lake. Um, they play, uh, games and get drunk uh, in the in the the lodge or whatever. There's the showers, um, all that stuff to me for whatever reason. But then, of course, most importantly, as I say every time, amazing characters. Adrian King is incredible. Everyone else in it's great. Um, they all die in horrific fashion. Pamela Voorhees. Uh, the the guy I don't remember his name. I almost want to call him Steve. The guy that like adrian king is like flirting with and kind of like being seduced by like the camp like runner or whatever okay i love it and again Those short shorts you like them short short stuff i do okay uh i oh i appreciate you know short shorts uh but it's just the most camp to me that's what i see when i think of a summer camp slasher film and uh it's amazing and the kill's the hairy knuckles at the end. Um, it's Friday the 13th. I think it's a get ready for this because it is Friday the 13th. It is. I almost feel like it's an underrated film. I say that because my favorite Friday the 13th and everyone's Friday the 13th. I don't think anyone says the first film. You know my my favorite is part two. I think Friday the 13th part two is incredible. It's not very camp heavy. They kind of are just at a house on the lake. Right. Uh, part four is one of my favorite films of all time. Again, two houses on a lake. It's not really camp heavy, right? Where the first film a group of counselors, right? And the first film was very camp heavy. And, uh, I feel like it's underrated because everyone, including me instantly says, Oh, what's your favorite part four, part two, part six, part five. Right. Um, I feel like this is an underrated film that like, of course it's Friday the 13th, but I th- I think it's amazing and I think it's my favorite camp. Specifically Camp Slasher. And a ruling is is phone, is finally supposed to be uh determined June 2020. I know, but I don't I I'm sure there'll be another appeal and fucking probably a circle jerk. Well, I think your number 1 was a fantastic pick. Did what do you think about my reasoning? I feel like I that that, that I picked it because Based on what I defined the as criteria. some camp slasher, you hit the nail on the head. Right. But you're not wrong because guess what your number one is. Uh in my opinion Again. In my opinion, not only one of the greatest slashers ever, not only one of the greatest horror films ever. One of the greatest films ever. I'm talking about Robert Hiltzik's Sleepaway Camp. Yes. Uh, I love this movie so fucking much. To- I think if I ever had to make, you know, a top horror film of all time list, uh, you know, this is definitely up there. And if we ever did an 80s episode, which we will never do, how high is this film? Well, we're not doing beginning? another episode in general, so that's okay. So, uh, a young uh, boy <laughs> and sister. <laughs> uh, a young uh, are involved in a tragic boating accident, which leaves one of them dead. Let's flash forward about ten years. The one who survived is now a young child at a sleep at a at a sleepaway camp, and uh, they have the coolest cousin in the world. And I am, of course, talking Ricky. about Ricky. Yeah, uh, eat shit and live, Bill. Um, you talk about likable characters. I just want to be Ricky. I think I'm going to be Ricky for totally. Halloween next year. You're nowhere near as, um, as cool as Ricky. When are the, you going to be Damon from? And then, of course, you know what? I just listed films that, uh, you know, impacted me that I remember where I was. I mean, obvious fucking choice. The, yeah. In a sleepaway camp. Yeah, the ending, yeah. I had the film ruined for me twice before I finally watched it, and it still fucking surprised me. So so I I remember where I was. I was at my house, my parents' house in, in Carlsbad. I'm not going to say what street, but I remember, I remember it was on Falling Star. Mm-hmm. And I remember knowing, I didn't know the the, the ending. Know. No. Okay. But I knew it had a big twist ending. I remember it ending and seeing the ending and and almost being like, that was what it was? Not in a bad way. But I was like, huh? Um, and of course, in the years later, you know, it's like in the lexicon. You know, right. like, of course, that's Sleepaway Camp. That's the ending. But But when I first saw it, I think I was in high school. And I was like, what but not in a bad way just like huh Um, you know not that I need a reason to rewatch films but I often feel like it's easier to rewatch films whenever uh, I'm showing them to somebody and so whenever I wanted to rewatch this film uh, for this episode I thought I'm gonna show my mom and nephew so uh, we're watching it and my nephew is unfortunately a product of like cinema sins and like other shit like that on YouTube where they just like purposely want to pick out logic police uh, right Uh, in film the worst part of the 21st century film criticism and you know my mom and my mom's chill you know we're just watching it but my what's good to know your mom's chill you know but you know but my nephew is guilty of that you know but then whenever that fucking ending dropped fucking silent and it was just like it's awesome that this is having the impact yeah. that it should. <laughs> yeah, on uh, somebody who's like trying to be cooler than right. It. You know, it's funny you're saying this. Well, I mean, totally different type of thing. But I want my brother has seen Sleepaway Camp, but I've asked my brother several times, "Can we show Sabra his wife Sleepaway Camp?" Because I want to see that Why not? reaction. What? Because I remember when I saw it, I told you I was like, "Huh," but not again, not in a bad way, just like what the fuck. Mm-hmm um just yeah that, and just like that sting that's like going on yeah like, nee! yeah when, whenever well, they're realizing what's happening well and that image oh sure <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sure i want to get that tattooed on my fucking forearm dog you should with 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 everything with everything involved yes, yes. <laughs> i was just thinking angela's face uh um, face okay side note uh i guess days of the dead just happened last weekend uh-huh horror convention uh the jasons were there and Jason V, the singer, posted a picture with him and Felissa Rose. Nice. Yeah. And we, of course, love Phyllisa Rose. Of course we love. Um, you know, I feel like Sleepaway Camp is like one of those movies where it's like um, it's so impactful on us. But maybe it's not actually a good movie, huh? What do you think? In terms of, like, the filmmaking. Sure. In terms of, like, the acting. Well, no, but... it's just so easy to forgive it because of all of its other aspects. Well, again, I'm not saying the script is great or anything, but I think the kids and the actors and the... the, I think the characters are good. Hmm. You know, I care about the kids. And, you know, like I said, even I can't remember her name. The mean girl in the movie. Um, Who gets a fucking curling iron up her... Vagina? That's correct. Okay. Um... Just making sure you weren't talking about the other meme girl. I love to who hate a uh, curling iron up per vagina. Right, because there's two yeah. in this film that, that happens too. Um can't imagine why. But uh no, I just think that, that even the bat the mean characters or whatever in the film, I like. I, I think this is the characters are good in this movie. Yes. Um if they weren't, it would be Madman. So, and with that, so- <laughs> and with and with that brutal assessment of Madman, let's uh let's recap. Our incredibly long list. Top five favorite summer and like summer camp slashers. Okay. Coming in at number five for me was Sleepaway Camp 2, Unhappy Campers. Uh, Number four, Friday the 13th. Five, A New Beginning. The Burning at number three. Number two, Blood Rage. And number one, one of my favorite all-time films, Sleepaway Camp. Keegan, your list. It's not cranberry sauce. Number five, Just Before Dawn. Number four, The Final Girls. Number three, The Burning. Number two, Sleepaway Camp. And number one, Friday the 13th, the original film. Excellent list, sir. And I think with that, we have come to the end of this podcast. And maybe the end of Eric and I's friendship. Why I say that, duh? I don't know, duh. I just thought it'd be funny to say. Anything else to uh to drag on here? We love dragging on at the end of these podcasts. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, Shout out to everybody have, out there. Mike uh, Niemeyer, hello. Lucas Middleton, hello. If you have uh topic suggestions, hit us up where you yeah. can find us at Ghoul Squad Fm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um I gotta be honest. T public. T public, yes. Our next episode is probably just gonna be our top ten of the year. Damn. You think about it. I okay. mean, it's already Well, I'm just saying, like, in the future, just because someone gives a suggestion doesn't mean we have to do it immediately. Sure, sure. Or that we even will record another podcast. Right. No, we definitely will. We'll definitely be back. We love the Google Squad. I wish – I really want to get together more often, and we will. Can you believe that it was me who put forth the effort this time? Well, it's been you putting forth the effort I think the last three times. but Your your boy's been busy. Which is funny because I'm always knocking the pod. Because you're always, you keep on knocking, but you can't come in. Woo woo And with that, I think that's the end of this podcast. Like Eric said, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at FM. Look us up on tpublic.com. Type in FM. Buy a t-shirt. Have we had any sales recently? I think so. You know what? I think Shane bought a shirt. Yeah, Shane bought a shirt recently. Hello, Shane, Mr. Shanesaw. Awesome. I hope you guys all enjoyed our story from the last episode where I went to Boston and met Shane and Kayla. yep. Eric just knocked over his subway cup, and I think with, <laughs> I think with that we will see you guys later. And this also concludes the first uh, beer drinking episode. Oh, you know what? I was gonna you shout out. Like, you only drank three. Yeah, it was only three. What's the deal? You got a six pack. They're craft beer, bro. Chill out. I'm gonna take them home. We weren't gonna be able to get home. I'm gonna safely. have to touch your fridge and open it. And You're gonna all have to right. clean it and all you're that shit. You have to Lysol wipe that shit down. You have to Lysol your. Never mind. I'm not gonna get into it. Uh, I think that's it here. At the end of this podcast, oh, you know what I was going to say, I forgot. Let's hear it. You know, you know. You're driving along. You're driving along. Here's the Oh, baby Tank. We hope you enjoyed Tank on yes. this episode of the podcast. Yes, he's our. our oh, you know third. what? You know what? I remember what I was going to say. Um, I do want to shout out. They'll never hear it. No one will go check it out from this. No one's listening at this point. But you know, drinking beer on this on this episode of the podcast reminds me. My favorite horror podcast from a while ago. This is before like horror podcasts were such a big deal. Like you know how everyone has a horror podcast now, including you and I. Okay. Um, 40 ounces of horror podcast. Are they still around? You know, they are, but they don't do episodes. Like they'll do like literally one every six months. Huh. Who does that sound like? Um, I love those guys. Go back and check them out. 40 ounces of horror. Uh, I love them. They would literally buy like, Fucking 30 packs and do a whole episode drunk as fuck and talk about horror movies. Love those guys. 40 ounces of horror. They're not really around anymore, but that was one of my favorite horror podcasts before like Shockwaves and I, th- I want, yeah, before Killer POV. They were the shit. So back in the fucking Preslock Brothers film cast. And now. Thank you for listening. Yes. Thank you for listening. And, uh, ghouls you back off and we'll see on the next episode which i actually do believe will be our top 10 of of the last year you have to start working on it (laughs) well my number one is going to be pretty clear so far we'll see how it goes you pretty pumped on knives out we're going to be all right (laughs) i know everyone have a good christmas because we probably won't do an episode before then and we'll see you guys later on the next episode of the ghoul squad podcast see you guys later